Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Keep it simple, get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to Silk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League show. This is the Sunday League show with myself, Andrew, Roger, Jamie, Gibbs and Graham bringing you all the news, reviews and sometimes interviews from the Quota Municipal, Southern Sunday, Westfar and the OBD SFL. This is episode 38, the penultimate one. For the season, Jamie, you're up first. How are you doing? How have we managed to scrape this together 38 times? <laughs> no, never planned. Never no. really know what's what's going what we're going to say, but we've managed. Still going strong. Yeah. If we've done 38 episodes, that was 30, that's 120 hours ish of recording this season. Wow, so I have to send anybody to sleep. <laughs> Most people use it to go to sleep. I think, yeah, fair and enough. some and some. Use it to help themselves in other ways. Our, <laughs> our voices. Yeah, well, whatever works for them. Whatever works for them. Right. The OBD SFL results for Sunday, the 22nd of May. As I say, the penultimate week um, of the season. Just a, a, a small selection of games to play on the 29th. I think there will be some midweek fixtures as well, but we'll get to that in the second section with our predictions uh, with John White. As ever, thank you, John. Uh, for doing that um, in the senior JB, two games ha- or one game played. Uh, Rocky Seniors against Essie Dons was postponed. Um, I think we knew that one was coming for a long time. Uh, for a long time, so really the result against Hatcham last week um, was the one that won them the league. But I think with this Rocky Senior game, that was always going to be on the cards for the Dons anyway. Uh, Hatcham winning five uh, one against Bickley. Uh, it's a dead rubber for Bickley. Hatcham, obviously, uh, were a wounded animal after the Essie Dons game the other week, Jamie. But uh, to see off the season, um, we fought before their cup, their Kent Cup final. That was a good result for Hatcham, but it seems that that game's not going to be played now. So Hatcham's season petering out at the end. Very much, yeah. I mean, I don't know if Bickley had some player issues on, on the morning, but um, it's a very convincing win for Hatcham. But yeah, it's kind of... A little bit yeah, bittersweet in terms of they're not playing that final and they've just missed out on the league title. Um, but it does show you that all season they have been a threat and a very good side. They have been. And it has been a good season for them. Uh, after a, a bumpy, potential, terrible summer. It was a terrible summer. Let's not, uh, let's not put a dampener on it. But they've recovered and improved. Uh, Andrew Dallas and Jamie Leggett deserve a lot of credit for the work they've done. Uh, Hatcham, obviously the players have played their part as well, but um, they've turned it around massively for for Ryan um, at the head of um, Hatcham, the Hatcham family. Uh, they've done a good job for him. So well done, boys. Uh, in the Prem, uh, MSL lose 3-2 to Saha. That's Saha, I think, after other results elsewhere in the division, Saha secure runners-up place in their maiden year uh, coming across from the Quota Municipal at times. Jamie, their season at the beginning, we thought, who are this lot? We thought they were going to be uh, great. Uh, they At the beginning of the season, they started slowly, 
but they did catch up with some good wins against the champions, it has to be said. Sports King All-Stars, who won 2-0 against Elmstead uh, and won the title. That's the title secured for Sports King. So well done to Tony uh, and all the lads, especially for me, Jamie. I don't know if you felt the same, but I did feel the Uppington Rovers boys deserved their place in, in the senior uh, a few seasons ago. They didn't get it. They chose to move across uh, to Westfa. Uh, they didn't they didn't gel. It didn't go very well for them over in Westfa. They've regrouped um, with the from the ashes of um, Peckham Rye and the Alpington boys have joined together to become uh, Sports King. They've done the job in the Prem Division, Jamie. I think some of those players just had that know-how of how to do well in that division and that paid dividends this season. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Um, it's kind of come full circle, hasn't it? Like you said, they, they didn't get that opportunity to go up to the senior when... I mean, they came through all the divisions, didn't they? So they more than deserved it. Yeah. Um, moved across and possibly maybe underestimated the challenge uh, at West Fan for whatever reason. It didn't work for them. But yeah, they've got their rewards in the end, um, maybe a few years later than they would have expected. But it'll yeah. be good to see how well they do. And, and it could possibly be a very different looking senior division. It will be. If if the, if rumours are be, to be believed, obviously some of the teams moving across to this um, Super League will will retain a presence in the OBD SFL senior, uh, but we're still expecting the senior division to need to be sort of backed up with six or seven seven teams being promoted or moved into uh, the senior to retain that uh, that ten the, the ten teams in that division that we expect each year. Uh, more news on that, obviously, as it's as it's released, uh, it's going to be a busy summer uh, with that with that league. Uh, being announced and lots of things happening. Um, so we'll wait and see uh, what happens there. But congratulations to Tony and the boys and congratulations to Sahar as well. Not an easy division uh, by any means. The strongest Prem division that we've seen, although certainly the most competitive Prem division that we've seen for many years. So to be first and second in that division shows the the, the level of those two. Well done, boys. And Elmstead as well, an unbelievable run. Just one more for them to play against Sports King next week uh, in a strong season for uh, Tony and all the lads at Elmstead who, as a result of this Super League, may find themselves in the senior next year anyway. Uh, in Div 2, DC Football win 5-4 against Phoenix Sports 2. Um, I mean, the division that no one wants to win. Um, Phoenix Sports 2 should have been out of sight against sports uh, against DC Football. God knows what's happened there. Um, DC Football, we know on their day, uh, are a good team, Jamie, but 5-4 against Phoenix Sports 2. I mean, what a those teams at the top of Div 2 they just couldn't put any results together at all no I mean we've seen Phoenix I've got I've got this in them I mean from me beat them and they had another few results that you would consider an upset um, but DC have, have managed to pick up a few results um, second half of the season so um, just about too little too late for them in terms of staying up but um, yeah, it just shows that the division from top to bottom I know there's quite a large gap in points but it's the competitiveness has been there the whole time. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's been a very good division, but nobody obviously wants to win it. I think Hayden play uh, Westerham during the week and they can win it if they win that. If not, I think that's it for Blasey Bowler. So it all comes down to tomorrow night, I think. Absolutely. It's been a good season, as you say, a very competitive division. I don't think many of the divisions can claim to be as competitive. Uh, talking of competitive... Greenwich Mariners 2, Alpington 5. Jamie, this is one I refereed and managed to see you guys before the end of the season. 
Um, it, you threatened to be competitive, but really it, it was a it was a end of se- a very very end of season feel for the Mariners on Sunday. A good win for Alpington five two seemed to hit you on the break, uh, and that was their style on Sunday. Uh, a missed penalty uh, and then the missed follow ups from the Mariners really killed your momentum, didn't it? It was a Benny Hill sketch on it, that follow-up. Um, yeah, damage was done in the first half. There's three very similar goals. They've, they've cut balls in channels. The boy at the front's ran his arse off. Um, they've put them in the box and, and defensive frailties, I would say, but our back line wasn't great, especially first half on Sunday. And yeah, damage was done three and a half time. Pull one back and then, yeah, maybe if the penalty goes in at 3-2 and they're down to 10 men, it, it would have been a different story. But that's just the way our luck's gone at, at times this season. And then, um, yeah, they finished two, two on the break. So, yeah, well beaten on the day. Can't have any complaints. Um, but we've got two we'll double header next weekend to, to try and finish on a positive note at least and then go into the summer for a rebuild. So, yeah, it was disappointing to lose. But, yeah, I can't have any complaints about the result. It was a tough, a tough pitch against the team yeah. in Alpington who were up for it on Sunday. You can't, you can't say they weren't a good bunch of, of lads. Just one silly moment for them uh, gave you the opportunity uh, to get yourselves back in the game uh, that wasn't taken. But yeah, they, they, they were a decent bunch of lads as well. So uh, no yeah. complaints, no complaints in any way on Sunday. Thank you for the great game, lads. Uh, Westrum win three 0 against New Beckenham. Uh, that's New Beckenham. Uh, that's their season over. They won't be. Uh, promoted next season they weren't I think they were folding anyway as a team I think that's well known um, but yeah no silverware or promotions to go out on a hire for New Beckenham shame uh, for the boys Westrum uh, with a really good win 3-0 for them against New Beckenham is decent uh, I believe the New Beckenham boys did play position roulette on Sunday though so maybe that's what you get when you when you do that in Div 3 Woosh United back with a win 2-0 against the Wastils. Um, very good win for Woosh given their recent form. Uh, they lost 2-0 uh, to the Wastils in the other game of that double banker. Uh, so a win and a loss um, for each team. Maybe they just said, let's just take a 2-0 win each, Jamie, and gave, <laughs> and gave the ref his money and went home. Uh, off to the pub. <laughs> who knows? Uh, Hatch and Beck and Amanda win the title. The Division 3 title is theirs. I know that's been done. I think it's been done between shows. Congratulations to John uh, and the boys adding uh, the Kent Cup, the Division 3 title to the Vic Farrow Cup that was already in their grasp. Uh, they win 3-1 against Old Langlians um, and Tudor Sports win 2-0 against Hayden Reserves. Jamie, I think um, Hatch and Beck and the are finally realising they've always had good players. They've always been a decent team, irrespective of... Um, whatever their timeline was in, in the club, they've always sort of had this season in them with the talent they've had at their disposal. They finally realised it. It has been a real good season for Beckenham Manor. Oh, definitely. I mean, those years where John and his team had to play, bridesmaids to Farnborough Reserves all the way through the, the divisions. I mean, they um, had an unbeaten season and didn't win the league. They did, yeah. I think it might have been our fault that they never won it. I think we lost to something or something, I don't know. But um, sorry about that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's been a bit of a slog. I know he kind of he took the step down to rebuild and, and go back to kind of what, what they started the team, what it was all about in terms of mates and stuff. But it helps when you've got a group of mates who are good footballers, yeah. and that's what he's got. So um, no surprise that they've won the treble. But still, as we've said in recent weeks, is a massive achievement, um, and I'm sure that will see them um, catapulted up uh, the leagues. 
and uh, yeah, it'll be a tougher test for them next season. There'll be a scallop that teams want to beat. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they deal with that pressure. But they've got to enjoy the summer after their treble for sure. Absolutely. Well done, boys. A season uh, to remember for Hatch and Beck and Amana and John, uh, a deserving person. He puts a lot into it. Uh, with he's got a, obviously he's got a family and stuff. And yeah, well done, John, from the podcast. Fantastic job uh, from you, boys. In Division Four. East Wickham Wanderers win 5-1 against uh, Broccoli Reserves. Uh, Inter Milne lose 2-0 to Crayway. Crayway's good season continues. That tops a good year off for them. Uh, no other games played uh, in Division 4. Uh, uh, Phoenix Sports 4 against Wilgar postponed, sadly. Uh, in Div 5, uh, Benhurst lose 2-1 to Phoenix Sports 5. And they did a good, better job than we gave them credit for this weekend, Jamie Benhurst. We was expecting... A massacre, uh, but it didn't happen. Phoenix Sports 5, I think the team in Division 5 who scored over 100 goals. So Benhurst showing defensive strength um, to con- to, to uh, contain Phoenix Sports 5. Uh, it's still, the win is theirs. Well done, boys. Bex Athletic draw 3 all against the Colts. Uh, come on, the Colts. Uh, the season's over. They'll be, pl- they'll, be, they'll be pleased with that. SE Ballers lose 4-0 to Petswood Roadrunners. Uh, SE Lions lose 2 0 to Shortland Spitfires. Um, and Spartans against Hayes Old Boys void because Hayes Old Boys didn't play. Jamie, um, Division 5, I think now that's that that's that all done, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's their names? Hayes and Pickhurst have won, have won the division now uh, with Phoenix Sports 5 promoted and South London Spartans promoted. Well done, boys. We'll run through all the Champions and relegation when the finish when the season actually finishes. Um, in terms of Division Four, Wilgar champions. Well done, boys. Uh, still a couple of games for them to play. I don't know whether they'll whether they'll bother now. Uh, could they yeah, because it's only a twenty game season. So Crayford Arrows reserves uh, miss out on the championship. They led for quite a long way, but had played a lot more football. Uh, they're second. Uh, Crayway third on goal difference only. Um, a good season for Crayway. Ministry of Ball missing out on that promotion spot by six points, but a good season for them. Phoenix Sports 4 um, can't do anything now. They can't get themselves involved. So that top three is done. Uh, in Division 3, Hatch and Beck and Amanda win it. Well done, boys. Um, this is this is a 20-game season. So, yep, the top three is done. Ellis promoted Jamie's favourite. Uh, team outside of Greenwich uh, Ellis Athletic we, uh, are promoted in third Crayford Arrows with a successful season for their Sunday senior uh, for their Sunday men's side of the, the uh, club two promotions for them well done Crayford Arrows in second uh, Hatch and Beckenham Manor uh, win the division Woosh probably the ones we expected to do a little bit better after their fantastic start to the season in Div 2 this still this has still got uh, legs in it uh, Hayden play we'll get into that I guess in the predictions but Hayden play Westrom next week uh, one point uh, three points needed sorry for Hayden but the goal difference is is better uh, is the same sorry so a win we'll see Hayden win the title LSU Lions out of nowhere uh, find themselves in the promotion places uh, showing 21 games played by New Beckham so they must have another game it's the DC game that was postponed Oh, oh, no, they're going to play it, it looks like, on the 31st. They're going to play it in the evening. Uh, I would suggest I, that I don't they'll bother turning up for that, no, to be honest. No. Um, but Chislurst can still save themselves from relegation. It's between, looks like, between Chislurst and uh, Westrum. Mm-hmm. 
or Broccoli for um, relegation. So still some some games to be played at the bottom of the table. But yeah, LSU Lions, probably the overachievers uh, in that division uh, this season. No one expected that uh, from the boys uh, in Division 1. West Wickham, Hatch and Royals and Kawuya already done. I believe there's a game to be given to Hatch and Royals uh, that will see them win the title. Uh, Prem Division, Sports King and Saha top and second. Uh, Elmstead third, a real good season for them. We expected Hacienda and the, the ground Oppers and Sporting Club Thamesmead boys to be up there, but Elmstead proven uh, to be a tough team this year. Uh, Farnborough Reserves and Beckenham Rovers are the boys that tumble to Division One, or will they? We'll wait and see. Uh, in the senior, Essie Dons win the league. Well done, boys. Hatcham second, uh, Lambeth third. Some way back, uh, nine points behind Hatcham. Uh, Lambeth All-Stars, a uh, slow start, costing them in the end. Uh, the Wall could still jump into third place um, when they start playing football again. Uh, and Blendon and Farnborough look to be the teams who will tumble out of the senior division, or at least we think um, they will. Jamie, I'll see you on the other side for the predictions. Cheers. So now for the Westford results from Sunday, the 22nd of May, I bring you the Fred Jolly winning motherfucker. He is back. Gibbs, how you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm that Fred Jolly winning motherfucker. <laughs> I'm well, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Good. I'm getting glad. I'm glad that we're getting to the end of the season. I'm glad that Westford has got a full cup competition completed and the leagues uh, are nearly there. Well done to all of the Westford. Uh, teams and all the West for committee uh, for their hard work this season in getting things over the line. It must feel great for everyone over there at West for, at West for Towers. Oh, fair play to them. 17 cup finals all run very well, all uh, officiated very well. And um, it's give, give all them teams their day out, isn't it? So yeah. it's, uh, it's great. It's great to be, a, um, obviously, for the league to, and teams to be a part of it. And uh, as you say, well done to them all. Yeah, well done to Jace, Jenny, uh, Paul, all of the committee. Sorry if I've forgotten anyone. I've definitely forgotten people. Rob, Danny. Danny, Rob, yeah. All great. Too. All good work. Dave, all good, all brilliant work that they've done uh, for the league this season. So let's get straight into the results in the Prem. A busy day in the Prem. And we have a champion named the Under the Radar Boys. Got the job done against Jam. Uh, a 1-0 win and a 0-0 draw was enough for Under the Radar to lift the trophy. Um, had a little match report from Steve Hughes uh, at Loving New Beer on, on Twitter who said that um, Under the Radar got away with it in that 1-0 win. A last-minute uh, winner for them uh, made the, the the Jam Boys sink to their feet in disappointment. Um, he said uh, Jam were, were well good for a point at least um, in the second game. Uh, I think the stuffing was out of there. The stuffing knocked out of jam a little bit, but they still got the one point. But yeah, a bit of smash and grab, I think Steve um, called the under-the-radar win in the first game. But a, a great a great showing machine. themselves by jam. A machine they are. They just grind out the result, UTR. But fair play to jam for running them so close this year. And um, it gives Phil a great platform to build on for next season. Well, for, and, ne um, for next season, you've got uh, Metrogas going up. Uh, and Jam, who who will be runners up in the division this season, that instantly puts them that instantly puts Jam in 
as favourites, you, you have to say, after some performances of other teams, didn't quite match up to expectations this year. Uh, Phil and the boys finally, Gibbs, have, have realised their potential and it looks like, yeah, next season they probably will be the favourites for that one. And you know what? Favourites, but probably the favourites that people would would want to win. Like, if Jam won that Prem, like the length they've been in it, and Phil has stuck through it and teams have come and gone, players have come and gone, and if he stuck in there and won that Prem, do you know what? All fair play and respect to him because he, he would have deserved it. Absolutely. Absolutely agree with you on that one. Uh, other games played in the Prem. Bulltucks 2, Borden Sports A7. 7-3 written down on our on Gibbs' poll this week. But 7-2 um, was the actual score. Uh, Borden Sports A handily beaten by Bulltucks earlier in the season. Uh, that, would have felt yeah. good for, that would have felt good for Billy and the boys to turn that one around so emphatically. There was no talk in the ting yesterday for the Bulltucks. No, they got they got a good talk in too, didn't they? <laughs> they got sat down with the old Jimmy Bullard treatment on the centre circle. Yeah. But uh, that's a good result for Billy. And when he gets his team out, they can do that to anyone because they've got the experience, they've got the players, they've got the know-how. I think with Bullard, it's just the consistency. That's what Billy. That's what Billy will be thinking now. It's all what could have been because we've seen him get good. He got. Did he get a draw against under the radar this season? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think out of four games, they've drawn three and they've lost two on penalties. Yeah. So Billy will be thinking, look, key moments in the season that just they just fell away. Sometimes a little bit of indiscipline. Sometimes a, a bit of unluck. A bit of being unlucky, uh, and other times just yeah, just the consistency. Uh, Evaded the consistency evaded them this season, but Borden Sports A proving on their day they are uh, one of the very top sides in Westfa. Uh, into the, the, real the real deal, the real deal, and they should. Uh, we hope they continue because the Prem needs uh, Borden Sports A, especially if the the rumours are to be true. There's going to be um, a major sh- a major shuffle in power in the Prem division next season. Um, and teams like uh, under the radar, uh, teams like sorry, Borden Sports A, Jam, and Metrogas, uh, amongst others, will will be taking on the mantle as top teams and looking to assert themselves as under the radar clearly have in the last couple of years. Uh, so an exciting Prem Division next season in Westfar. Well, Borden and Billy are like um, they'll be like Stoke, aren't they? Nobody wants to go down and play them at the co-op. They're going to make it dirty and rugged. They've got that long Rory Deloaf. Rory the lap throw, do you know what I mean? It's just they are like the Stoke of the Westfar. <laughs> They're a bit better than that, but I know what you mean. Uh, they are <laughs> an awkward. They are an awkward side. Not comparing. I'm not comparing them to Stoke, but in terms of you know they've got the long throw. They'll mix it up. They'll take you to the um, like they'll take you in the trenches. Do you know what I mean? And you know yeah. that when you play them, you're going to be in for a, a, a rough game, like yeah, a, yeah. a solid game. You know what I mean? It is a long day to play uh, board and sports. A that is for sure. In the senior. Uh, New Cross Rovers against Burridge Blues ended 3-0. New Cross Rovers, Gibbs, out of nowhere, finished runners-up in the senior division despite the injuries, despite the, the loss of players, despite inconsistencies earlier in the season. Uh, Mike and the lads uh, confirm a promotion into the Prem where they should have really started in Westford, if we're being honest. They finally got to the Prem. <laughs> the Sharks of Westford. Um, have made it to the Prem. Well done to Mike and the lads. We've given them plenty of banter, but that's been a tough season. They have really ground it out this year. I think I think at Christmas, they'd only played by Christmas, they'd only played like one or two league games, hadn't they? Yeah. Because of their yeah. couple of games and stuff. Then they had a lot of injuries and that. 
Um, so things were, Mike was having a rough patch. So it is a great end to the season for them to come out of nowhere, rise up the table, win their games and finish runners up. Um, and being honest, on a normal, a normal season without Metrogas there, I think Metrogas are like played 12 1 12. Your new cross probably could have maybe won it on a different season. Do you know what I mean? It's only that Metrogas have been so good and consistent. Yeah, absolutely. Well done to New Cross Rovers. Uh, speaking of Metrogas, uh, they had a game awarded to them by Granite yesterday, uh, on Sunday, should I say, and a 5-2 on the field win against Rising Talents. Rising Talents this week's victims uh, of the Metrogas boys. Um, I imagine very fired up after their loss to uh, UTR in the Plumstead Cup. Uh, the Met- it was down at Norman Park, it was. I, I managed to grab the last 10 minutes or so. Okay. But the grass was grass um been cut. Um so it weren't really a, it wasn't it wasn't really a day for football, do you know what I mean? because um, yeah. we was on the we was on the next pitch along and uh I think that um the Metro Gas lads had been out for someone's birthday the night before as well. So um full credit to them, they showed up still got the job done, do you know what I mean? So even pissed on a yeah. Norman Park plough field, they still managed to win five two. Yeah, honestly, fair play, Jim. Fair play. Uh, Newcross was uh, against Burridge Blues was a double banker this weekend. They won 3-1 and drew 3 all. Um, so that's a good day for Newcross. Again, well done to Mike. Uh, an, a bit of an unsung hero amongst the Westford people. He doesn't really get shout-outs. And we, we've thrown plenty of banter his way um, over the last couple of seasons. But really pleased to see Newcross uh, get the place in the Prem. Uh, in Division 2, Gibbs Forza have fluffed it. Uh, that would be the headline. 5-3 loss to Crockenhill. Hands the title to Eltham Lions, first team. Uh, Forza looked odds on to winning the title. Gibbs, they must be absolutely devastated. They just went all spursy, didn't they, in the last um, the last few weeks with their results. They didn't um, get across the line and they, they'd drawn a couple and then they lost a couple. And it's, a, it's still a great season for them, but it's just such a shame because you take nothing away from Elton Lions but the seasons that Forza have had in recent years they was kind of a surprise package this season yeah and um, you'd have been like you just you wish teams like that all the best you know what I mean but take nothing they finished second it's a it's still an incredible season for them and well done it is and they showed some bollocks to stay in the division two when they could have easily when they were relegated by a constitution they asked to get back into that division Uh, this season they've done themselves uh, a brilliant service I mean cup final and runners up in Division 2. Uh, Crockenhill, though, we have to say, they have really picked up their uh, their form of late. They would have wished this this run came uh, three or four games earlier. Then we could be talking about Crockenhill being Sharks again. Yeah, they've, they've missed players and injuries and stuff and um, in that middle part of the season, which gave them a bit of a slump because if they didn't have that slump or they'd have had a bigger squad, they would have been up there challenging for that title now. Do you know what I mean? And... Yeah. Um, it was such a good competitive division that um, Elton Lions deserved it um, on, on a whole, but there, there, there were some good games and good results for them this season in that whole league. Absolutely. Well done to Dave and all the Crockenhill boys. I think that's a third, that's a third place finish for them. Uh, should be good enough for a promotion, at least in uh, at least one division in the, um, in the reshuffle. They want to go, go, go Prem. They want to go Prem. Yeah. Let's see what happens to them. In Division 4, uh, decided now we know into Belvedere are the champions. Kingsford, they still had games to play. They won 4-1 against South East Athletic Maroon. 
Yeah, hit, hit a miss for Maroon um, this season. They've had some results, but more often than not, when you see their results, they've kind of conceded threes or fours. Um, and Kingsford are a good side. We said it all season, to be fair. You wouldn't want to be playing them on a Sunday morning. They get up, they run it. Yeah, they're full of full of energy. They're full of, um, like, they've got a lot of fight in the team. Um, so I expect big things from Kingsford next season. Yeah, be interesting to see what happens with that force in Division 4. In Division 5, Dancing Albion 1, Old Fortronians 0. Yeah. I see Dancing giving um, South Ballers a bit of stick earlier on, on, on tour. Oh, that, I mean, the goal that got disallowed for South Ballers was outrageous. I don't know what the hell the ref was doing. It was probably, it was probably with a rugby lot, wasn't he, at, at Footscray that day? I mean... Uh, um, yeah, Footscray Rugby Club, that's where they play out, isn't it? This game was at Sammy Montague on the CG. Oh, it's even worse. There's not even a bar there. They couldn't even buy a beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dancing Albion, when you when you see how inconsistent Alpha Trojans have been in the league, gives, does that make it harder to pick the feet? No, because I remember Old Fortronians from the last game of the season, last season. Um with the reserve team and they played at um, Meridian on pitch one and old Fortronians came out. I think it was four, two, maybe five, two winners. And um, I got sent off that game, but um, I know that they can get players out and I know they've got players in their squad that, um, that play Saturdays that just don't show up for them every week. So I, I knew before the game that they was going to have players there that they hadn't had in the league game. And that they probably haven't played enough league games. I mean, haven't played a lot of league games from this season because they had them at the end of last season. Once the season was finished on Saturdays, they started playing regular on the Sundays. Um, I know that um, uh, uh, Old Fultronians have that in their locker. So I think the um, the captain there now. I think he's just he's gone up to he's at Bermondsey Town now. I think as a, a coach or some or a player. I see something on Twitter. Right. Um, and they've got they've got a couple of good players, to be fair, that they base their team around, and they're very defensively good and defensively solid. They don't they don't they don't concede a lot of goals. So it's um the last game in last Division game Five in was a walkover for Peckham Rye. Nearly called you Peckham Rye reserves. Uh, Peckham Rye. Reserves. Uh, Peckham Rye. Uh, the win or the result in the week was a draw against South Ballers. Yeah, right? we um, yeah we beat South Ballers 2-0. Oh, you beat them 2-0, sorry. Despite the best efforts of the um of the ref on the day, um <laughs> they should have more cards than Clinton's geezer, but um we uh we came away 2-0 winners. That clinched the um, title. So not only are you the Fred Jolly winning motherfucker, you're the Euroflow Limited Division 5 winning motherfucker as well. Oh yeah. So just call me from now on the double decker winning motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? You love a double decker, didn't you? I do. It's one of my favourite chocolate bars. <laughs> uh, in Division Six, the third best division in Westford. Best division. Foresters can't get the better of their cup final uh, victors. Footscray Lions vets three two. It is to the vets. What a good result for them. A good season for them. Keep getting better. That's Div Six sign up, isn't it? Oh yeah. It was sewn up after about five games. <laughs> they won ten nil. They won ten nil last Thursday against New Life. Yeah. No life. No. 
So they've they've been very comfortable in that division this season. Um, fair have. play to them. They've got some very good players and um, and they've had some very good results. And it just shows you that age is not nothing but a number. You might not have the legs, but the brain and the abilities there. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And the organisation of that team, they all know exactly where everyone is and they're a good team. They don't need legs. They, they're so well organised and well drilled. They, they, they don't need it. And that's my point. They just they don't need to run at you. They play triangles around you. They know where everyone's going to be. They've got that experience to pass. Don't admire what you do. Take a yard back. Show an angle again. Want the ball. They're, just, they're a very well organised side. They are. In Division 7, the best division. <laughs> In the, fifth of the, <laughs> <laughs> the Selk Grassroots Podcast Network, Division 7. Uh, one result that I wasn't too pleased to see, Sid Cut giving the game to Adidas Athletic and essentially knocking Fleet down, Fleetwood out of the title run because of that result. What happened? They didn't want smoke or they couldn't get a team? Or? I think a, a bit of both, really, but they're saying they couldn't get a team can you not get a team out? I don't know. It's, 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 for me, it's tough. You sign up to, all, to play all your games in the season. And if you don't do it, it's, it's not it's not good enough. There should be heavier punishment. Yeah. That's I agree. I think. That's what I think anyway. They're going to have to pay costs as well. Yeah. I mean, I mean they, might, they might be willing to do that. I think even paying the costs is 50 quid. So, like, that's like five people's subs. You might as well just try and get what you can out if you could get eight or nine players out. Well, in the cross played Fleet down with, with eight players and, and got beat 7 0, but at least they went down trying. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the last game in Division 7 was a four all draw between Greenwich Hotshots and the Peoples. Oof, the Peoples, since they. um announced that they're going to be stepping away from Sunday League and more into the, the charity games. They've just fizzled off a bit, in there. They've had some very high-scoring draws. Um, I've, I've heard they might be changing leagues next season. Oh, really? This is live, you say? This is live? Well, they're going to go to the Met League, like... Like what Stinger did last year. Oh, I don't then, know. I don't know what league they're going to, but I, I, I was pleased to hear that they're not that they're not folding. What? They're Sunday tied men's team, so they are actually going to be standing and playing league football. This is what I've heard, but again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Where did you hear it? No, I don't disclose my sources. You know that. <laughs> In Division Eight, the last result from yesterday or Sunday, should I say? Elton Palace 3, the Bosco 2. A good win for Elton Palace. And they have been a, a breath of fresh air this season in Div 8. Yeah, I like Elton Palace. And uh, when we played them in the cup, they're a good, good bunch of lads. They stayed behind after in the bar. And um, kind of one of those teams what Sunday League's all about. And uh, they're a good bunch. I like them. Yeah. And I expect good, thing, good things from them for next year. Absolutely. We expect them to... Uh, to do well. That's a good ground in this season in Leicester. They expect them to improve. Gibbs, I'll see you. Gibbs, I'll see you on the other side for the predictions. On the other side! So, now for the Southern Sunday section. 
with Graham vastly reduced section, but the same amount of rubbish will be spoken. Graham, how are you? I'm very, very well. Um, I had a good weekend. How are you? Very well, thank you. We're both rather sun-kissed today, aren't we? Uh, just slightly, yeah. That was a bit of the uh, short straw yesterday. There's only one afternoon kickoff in the Southern Sunday, and I drew the short straw for that one. It was absolutely baking at our past 12, and uh, I'd already been sort of sitting in the sun for about half an hour before that, so I was nice and toasted before I started. Yeah, it was warm. <laughs> Certainly warm, but uh, as the games run out, um, having these minutes and, and games in the sun, uh, we can treasure them and then uh, rest and recuperate and get back to it whenever we start our preseason friends, if we do any. Doesn't uh, do anything for the tan lines, though, uh, Andrew, does it? No, because I, I wore short sleeves yesterday and no long sleeve uh, under um, like uh, base layers. I've got a red forearm. I've got a white bit where my watch was and my hands, because they're always in the sun, are brown. So it looks something like a like a drumstick lolly with like a fab lolly with the different I think I'm beating you on the watch strap there, Andrew. I think I'm slightly beating. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, that's the the shorts. It's the legs. It's just underneath the knee. That's the bit that gets me. Ref tan lines. Hate it. Brown knees. Brown knees all year round. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's it. Uh, One more week uh, of the standard season to go. No more games for me. Uh, have you got one more next week, Graham? Or you one more week next off? week, one more next week, and then uh, that'll be it. And I, I'm vowing, I saw that you put something this week and I've taken a leaf out of your book. I'm not going to do any games until August. I'm going to have the whole of June and the whole of July off. T- clear two months. I'm not going out on a Sunday. I'm not refereeing for two months. That is a fact. Yeah, I'm the same. It's been a hard year and I think I've totted up that I've done 81 games since pre-season started last Last July, I counted from July because we still had league games in June uh, last year with the, some of the leagues com- uh, looking to complete their games. They had an extended period. Uh, so from July until yesterday, yeah, 81 games I've done. It's a lot. It's a lot of games. Too much then football. We know, there's, we know there's a shortage. You know, I think this is only going to get worse for some people rather than get it better because I don't know about you in your neck of the woods there, but I'm not seeing any excelled numbers of referees coming through. The numbers don't look like they're going to be increasing by the start of next season. So I think we're going to be, um, I think we're all going to be struggling again. I think actually in Westford there was, there was a few regular people that although unqualified said that they would like to have a go and, and have a look at what refereeing is like. And as they've done that this season, uh, they've actually got themselves onto uh, some referee courses and Good. are looking to become qualified. So Westford um, were actually essentially appointing unqualified referees to certain games, obviously that suited their, uh, that, that, you know, that weren't sort of clash of the Titan games, but um Westford did that, which obviously helps their coverage Good. as well, which is clever. But um, now those people will be qualified referees by the time next season starts. And that was an excellent move and Good. something uh, to be commended uh, by Westford for, for doing that. And hopefully yeah, no, we'll, I back them on see. that. I, I back them on that 100%. I think my concern comes from we've never had an issue with the recruitment bit. We always get the numbers through. We get them through the courses. It's once they're qualified, it's the retention part. That's the yeah. bit that we just don't seem to be getting right. So yeah. I'd be interested to know what um, Jace and co over at Westford are going to do to try and retain them. Um, and it's all about having standards and it's about dealing with uh, ill-disciplined and unruly teams and I think if you can do that and you can build up your reputation I think people will stick around so watch this space 
Yeah, I, my only point on having un, uh, pointing unqualified referees is how if their whole game system doesn't show them as a qualified referee, how do they do uh, misconduct and things like that through whole well, game? Maybe the ref sec can just do it on their behalf. I mean, we've done maybe. that before. Okay, okay. So we do have some football to talk about. Yeah. Um, we will uh, we will drag this out quite. <laughs> we'll drag it out. So I didn't. No, we won't. It'll be just a natural <laughs> conversation with two unqualified experts who have got absolutely no idea what they're talking about. And if anyone is not happy with us dragging it out, they can always email yeah, selfpod yeah. at gmail.com with their complaint. Yeah. Don't forget to email ground.robert.summersunday.co.uk. <laughs> If you do have complaints about anything said in the show today, uh, just a heads up that there's there's only three games played next week, so uh, no predictions with Dan, myself, and Hugo, which means we do have a final score, Graham, on the predictions. Ah, good. Looking forward to hearing this. So, in last place, and rightly so, it's going to be and, yourself. Yeah, it's my good. It's, <laughs> it's my good self. Uh, forty-four points. I don't know how much the, to- the total points were, but forty-four points. I think that's said. Bearing in mind, you started this after the season had started, so you had no no idea about the the forming of the constitution. You didn't know a lot about the teams and whatever for you to pick it up. I mean, that's a very decent effort. So um, I'll give you I'll give you a clap for that. Well done. Thank you very much. Uh, second place. Hugo, 56 points. Unreal. Unbelievable, Hugo. And the man in the know as well. Unreal. So the winner is Ryan Stroke Dan uh, with 59 points. Three points takes it. It's those two twos. It's that week where we did all the two twos. That's clinched it. Yeah, Ryan, that was the unbelievable. He's pulled an absolute underhand tactic, which was (laughs) legit. Yeah. It was a legit yeah. tactic um, Absolutely. Just because he couldn't be asked to do yeah. the predictions. He just went Desmond right the way down the line. And well, it's brought home the bacon, isn't it? Yeah. Congratulations. So the great man's legacy has lived on. Yeah. Congratulations, boys. Uh, we'll get a uh, silk cap or beanie out to the winners of, uh, of that. So Dan or Dan, if you text me your uh, address. We'll get a hat sorted out for you. Pick oh, up. he'll be well up. He'll be well up. I saw him yesterday and I'm, I'm going to see him next Sunday. So he'll be well happy with that. He'll be made up. All oh. that poor poetry has all paid off. Yeah. I'll send him a beanie to wear in, in July. <laughs> 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 so the games from yesterday, Sunday, the 22nd of May, the penultimate week uh, in terms of fixtures. But we do have all of the winners decided uh one more game decides the uh, relegation places which does involve our friend dan uh from clapham wanderers but all of the champions have been um decided which is good fantastic cup finals done winners in place uh fantastic season for the there's no one happier than me about that believe me um what's his name from uh poplar rovers yesterday oh you're fixing the fixtures i think he'd had a drink yesterday afternoon it was like do you know what mate i wish we could fix the fixtures because if we could i'd have been on the beach three weeks ago yeah he would have put in double bankers every week (laughs) it's gone on too long so the Graham Dodd, the Supreme Trophy's Graham Dodd Premier Games. This was a big day yesterday. The, the title race went all the way to the last day. So many different uh, permutations. Excuse me. So exciting that Graham has coughed. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the results yesterday, Ballum uh, four, Park Life three. 
uh, as a standalone result yesterday, Graham. That could have been enough for them to win the league. Uh, but hang on a minute. Uh, Clapham <laughs> Rovers also won 3-1 yesterday. They were top of the pile yesterday with a game, a, he- a point ahead, should I say, of Ballam. A win for Clapham secured them the title. They win the title. Congratulations, Clapham Rovers. Um, uh, in terms of consistency, really the only team that has been at it for any sort of extended period of time, Graham. Clapham Rovers win the title. Swag get their own back on already relegated Albion with a 7-1 win. They've really responded to the Silk Grassroots podcast telling them that they don't score goals. They score 12 <laughs> in their last two. Uh, well done to Swag on that, but not enough for them yesterday. Uh, Clapham Rovers, crowned champions of the, the division that no one wanted to win. Well done, boys. Yeah, fascinating and um, exciting and really, really good day for the Premier yesterday, I felt. Um, Swag had the early kickoff. They were half an hour earlier um, yeah. than the others. And to put down the marker, 7-1, um, was quite unbelievable. And, and this is the thing, you know, in these situations, all you can do is your job. Yep. I mean, 7-1, to put that on the board, would have put pressure um, on the other teams. You know, we did tweet out. I wasn't refereeing yesterday morning, so I was getting, I had feeds in from all the different games about what was going on. So I was able to get some stuff out on Twitter. Yeah. I don't know whether the other, whether the teams checked Twitter or not. I'm, I'm not quite sure whether they did. Um, but if they did, it, it certainly might have changed a, a team talk or two. Um, I think that's the great thing about social media and about sort of grassroots football now is we're a lot more interconnected and it matters what goes on in other games yeah. as much as it, what it goes on in your game. You know, it's, it's There's a lot more nosy bastards around nowadays, Graham. Yeah. And, and we're happy for them to be nosy bastards because we give them the information. So we're quite happy with that. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we feed the nosy bastards. <laughs> part of the one. Silk Grassroots podcast. Uh, that's but a con- new one. But congratulations to Clapham Rovers. Champions of the Supreme Trophies, Graham Dodd Premier. Uh, the One of two teams that I've, that I've seen this season happen to win. Yeah, I mean, I I was quite fortunate. I managed to get in contact with Chris Hughes, their sort of secretary and manager last night. And he's just absolutely over the moon. He's a fantastic guy as well, by the way. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. And he sent me a message to say, you know, thank you for giving me one of the greatest days that I've ever had in football is what he said to me yesterday. I mean, that's an an accolade and that's praise indeed in itself. And um, yeah, I mean, I know he's been at it for about 14 years with that club and this is this is the pinnacle for them. And I know the, the sweat and the, the, the hard work and the slogging of the guts that, that goes in to make this work. And for him to get to the pinnacle ultimately of the, the Southern Sunday League and win, to win that Premier Division is quite an outstanding achievement. Only two losses as well. They put yeah. 50 goals. They scored more than anybody else. Um, all right, they conceded a few, but if you're putting them in at the other end, you know, you can't you can't argue with that. And you I win 3-2 say- every game, Graham. If you win Well, that's three, it. It's three points the on the league. board, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, and just want to say, you know, credit yesterday to Park Life, to Southwest Rangers and to Albion, all fulfilled their obligations, all gave it their all. A mm-hmm. couple of close results there as well. So do you know what? The integrity of the league was in a good, good, good state, good nick yesterday. And obviously we saw it in the Premier League, didn't we, with Aston Villa and with Wolves, you know, both giving it absolutely everything with yeah. nothing to play for. So that's all we can ask for of any team in any division is that when it gets to the 
the, the big games that are going to decide the outcomes of the season, championships, promotions and relegations. You know, we need you to get a team out. And um, if people are going to get promoted or they're going to win leagues, then they need to earn it. And I think, you know, looking at all of our 12 divisional winners and the runners up, I don't think anyone over the course of the season of all of the games, I don't think anyone can argue in the league table ultimately doesn't lie, does it? No, absolutely not. And I don't remember too many games being awarded in the Prem Division this no. season either. No, we've done we've done reasonably well there. It's elsewhere that we, we've had walkover problems. But yeah, yeah all good. Uh, so no championship games yesterday, but Sporting Continental um, crown champions, was it January or February? February, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ridiculous. But a brilliant season for them. They topped that off with a cup win as well. Uh, so well done to Hugo and all the boys with the uh, with the silk logo on their sleeves this year, lifting well, two cups. It seems to be the lucky charm, doesn't it? The mark, so, uh, the mark of a champion. Who, who's going to get these lucky sleeve patches next year? That's the big question. Yeah, that's a good. I think Clapham Wonder has already agreed, uh, and we'll put another tweet out, and um, we'll uh, we'll decide. Uh, yeah, in case you. we haven't decided this before, I don't know whether we mentioned it. I know we did it on social media, but we'll, we're going to sponsor two more teams, uh, two yeah. more clubs to have um, patches on their arms. So that'll be um, that'll be quite good. And it might give you that little bit of luck and a little bit of boost that you need to have a bit of success next year. You never know. Or it, make, it might make you a target for abuse, but uh, either or, just enjoy you know it. What? Just go with it. <laughs> right. Uh, in the Bob Dixon League One, uh, would uh, Wimbledon Commoners lose 5-0 to London Ravens? That means the Ravens sneak in at the last minute. Poor old Wimbledon Commoners. But as you yeah. say, the table doesn't lie. They've fallen off terribly at the end of the season since the Marcus Lipton defeat to the yeah. Wimbledon Wolves in the Wimbledon Derby. The Commoners um, have fallen off the face of a cliff. London Ravens could, uh, absolutely capitalising on that with a huge scalp yesterday. 5-0 to London Ravens. They are promoted. In which position? In second position, Junction Elite win 2-0 yesterday. They get it done. They get the job done. It looked like they were 90th wobbling. minute, 90th minute for the 1-0, 92nd minute for 2-0. That was nil-nil. And do you know what? It didn't look like there was going to be a goal. They missed quite a lot of chances. I was sat behind the goal that they were attacking. And yeah. it just didn't look like the ball was going to go in at any point. And then, yeah. Just a bit of quality uh, cross and a header. Uh, beat the goalkeeper. He couldn't keep that one out. And then I, I think that was it. Heads went down from Vale County. But again, you know, Vale County, nothing to play for yesterday. They gave it everything in that game. And that could have quite easily ended a draw. And we could have gone to next week. But that's what Elite have done, you know, in the last two or three weeks. That You know, you think of that narrow result against Chiswick in the last minute. You yeah. think of the narrow win. Um, last week that they got from one from being one nil down, and then you think obviously of the narrow win yesterday. Winners win. They've just found a way to to get the job done. I saw a tweet from him yesterday saying he, he was disappointed, obviously not to get to a cup final. They've always been at a cup final, but you know if you'd have offered him championship football and the uh, league title at the beginning of the season, I think he would have taken that. Absolutely. Congratulations to Junction Elite firsts uh, and their seconds. They won yep. the. League three, didn't they? Yeah, it uh, wasn't three. It was a bit lower than that. I can't oh. remember off the top of my head now. Five or... Anyway, uh, congrats to Junction five. League first. Five, Andrew. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, in League two, there were no games. Celeste already sewn that one up uh, and a cup win for them. Well done, boys. Uh, in League three, that's already sewn up. No games yesterday. 
uh, who who won League Three. Let's we know who won. That was the great run between Harvard, oh, Harvard. and Hamilton, wasn't yeah, that it? Was that great... was that fantastic. You know, you, you you see a little pattern here, don't you? You know, with the Premier Division there, we saw it with League One, we've seen it with League Three. You know, the fixture secretary keeping these games till the end of the season is just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, despite criticism last week, the, the fixture secretary has done a good job this season. He hasn't been too shabby. Uh, the, in he League can four, stay next year at the AGM. I think he can stay. <laughs> in League Four, um, Locomotive Wimbledon played out a nil-nil They didn't. They didn't. The it's a, it was a vo- we voided the fixture. So we give it a nil-nil, then we took a point away just so that we could get the table updated. They didn't play the game. Um, both oh, were didn't. at fault yesterday so Loco was supposed to book a pitch then he booked a pitch then it was too late Top Deck then couldn't play then Top Deck said that they couldn't get a team out so they were both at fault for not playing the game so nothing they're getting nothing either of them no points at all no we've we've put the point on and then taken the point off just so that it shows us the game being played okay so that leaves uh, Clapham Wanderers against Top Deck to be the last game played can they do it the great escape uh, one point. Uh, uh, one ooh. point won't be enough because of the goal difference. Um, it's uh, goal scored is better three by Mortlake. Oh, so um, they actually have to win the game. Yeah, Clapham Wanderers have to win the game uh, on next Sunday against Top Deck, and Top Deck not being able to get a team out. I mean, they have to get a team. If if no, he says he's there. They're fully committed to playing next week. We've got absolute assurances and we'll be pulling everything out the stops to get that game on next week. That game has to take place for the integrity of the uh, competition. That has to go ahead. Yeah, that would be a real shame if that doesn't happen uh, next week. Uh, well, no, because it wouldn't be enough. If Clapham got the walkover, the walkover wouldn't be enough. It would. Oh, yeah, it would be enough. It would be enough. But if you're yeah. in the Mortlake, sorry, if you're in the Mortlake perspective. You'd if be you're absolutely getting, pissed off you'd, if you were Mortlake. You'd be fuming that you played your 18 games and then a team right at the very end just gets given um, a reprieve like that. I mean, you'd be sick. Absolutely. Uh, the, other, the game at the top end of League Four, I didn't hear from Francis yesterday, so I don't know if they got the guard of honour that they were expecting from Merton yesterday. Mm-hmm. They won 2-0, though. So they saw off um, the league-winning campaign at Magpie Recruitment uh, by beating their closest rivals in the league Merton Athletic 2-0 a good day for Magpie uh, a good season in all uh, they may be they may well be disappointed with their cup performances I think especially um, the county cup Francis seemed especially uh, yeah. disappointed with that one because he felt he didn't even get the performance um, that they, uh, that I'd, they refereed, I'd refereed the team in an earlier round against Newlands funny enough who knocked out Magpie and with no disrespect to them, they're from the Red Hill League. They were beatable. Um, but I know that Francis and teams make excuses, don't they, in games and big games and semi-finals. And he didn't. He said they were he crap. Yeah. And that was that. Yeah, he did. Um, and and fair play to him. But yeah, I mean, he knows what the, the standard of that competition is. He knows what he's got to go and do next year. And they'll be very competitive in uh, League Three next year, no question. Absolutely. What a good division we've got. The Constitution, hotly Oh, that awaited. is my headache. That's my headache at the moment. So the interviews are um, well and truly underway. I think we've accepted eight new teams in already. Brilliant. We've got another two interviews uh, at the time of recording on Monday night. And then another four, I think, to organise. And then I think we're nearly at our 120 capacity. And there's then like a big jigsaw puzzle trying to fit them all in to give them all the space. Fantastic. If, if there's a man for the job, it's you, that's for sure. We're along with the fixture secretary 
uh, and the and whatever other hat that you wear for the league. Um, I mean, what we do have is we've got a Premier Division that's already decided that one. We definitely know what the Premier Division looks like next yeah. year, and uh, that's going to be fantastic with the addition of uh, Lazio and Sporting Continental in, and uh, you know, with some fresh faces coming into our Championship next year, the strength and depth is going to be um, quite interesting. So. Premier Division teams, my warning to you is you've got a year, you're on notice for a year. Get recruiting and get out there and uh, make sure you get enough points to survive next year. Because if you went, there's going to be teams that are snapping at your heel in the championship who are going to be desperate to take your place. So if you're not on it in the Premier next year, you're going to be in trouble. Exactly. Well, That's a warning they... shot, isn't it? That was a bit formal. That was a bit of a warning <laughs> shot. Raise your game. You've got to raise your game every year. You anyway. have to. And you know what? That's what this is all about as a league. It's about refreshing and it's about improving the stand and it's about building the quality underneath. Yeah. And ultimately, cream rises to the top, doesn't it? Yeah. For me, for me, for Prem Division, I would like to see three down, three up, personally. I know... Oh, I that's a controversial statement. It, it is, but we've seen with the Orpington and Bromley, for instance, that that very rarely gets refreshed. The, the, the Prem Division very rarely gets refreshed and they've had to bring teams in from outside leagues straight into the top division to bring that quality because the quality hasn't been there in lower divisions. But now they've really recruited well, put some good teams into the Division 1 and the uh, the Prem Division over there, as it's called, their second division. And now you're starting to see it come through. Well, that's going to be teams. the future of the league if obviously rumours are correct, isn't it? Well, I mean, it'll be a refresh, complete refresh for their top division. Uh, on that league next season, if the rumours are to be believed, only a few of the teams going across to the um, elite. Um, I think, has Sunday it got a name league. yet? Because we keep calling it Super League. Has it actually got a name? It's the uh, JH Invitational, I think. Is that what it's called? <laughs> no, I don't know. But it is the JH International in- Invitational, though, isn't it? Anyway. Well, um, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, league 5. Oh, there's no games in League Five this week, but Junction, uh, Junction Elite seconds win uh, League Five by one point. Painters Community, uh, a promoted team, two uh, in League Six. The winners of League Six Absolutely were incredible in Argentina. That was the incredible, incredible yeah. ten goal swing needed over two games. Incredible to, to Argentina win it. win it by one yeah. point, by one goal, even yeah, one goal by the Argies. We're waiting to. Uh, Received the full invitation to the barbecue. Uh, they keep teasing us on social media. They do. Uh, I know. I have clocked that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Poplar Rovers uh, runners up after looking like they were going to walk away with the title uh, and a good interview from the boys as well. Yeah. Uh, Sporting South have been uh, the strugglers of that division for quite some time. There were games in League Seven. Uh, they were that one game was played, uh, wasn't played. South City gaining the walkover. Uh, against ACT. I knew it Arantes. wouldn't happen. I said to you last week, Arantes yeah. had not played since March. South City had already won the league. Yeah, that, that was just a, um, that is just a common sense decision. Uh, and it doesn't, I don't suppose South City will be playing any more football this season with Victoria no. Line Velocity and Peckham Cosmos no, for two games. No, not expecting any more football um, for them. So that will be uh, 15 wins and one loss for South City in a great season where they won the title. AFC Putney 11s uh, as well. They're second by some by some distance. So those two. Yeah, teams I mean that's the, that that's the that's the comforting bit about the walkovers at the end is it's five points is you know quite a, a distance. Nobody's going to complain that South City have won no. that division. They're they're clear and deserved winners. So that's not going to affect that from from that perspective. 
No games in League 8 yesterday. Uh, this tie took this league sewn up, all games played. Mundial B, the winners. Can you say that points. again, Andrew? <laughs> yeah, League 8, all games finished. Fantastic. Look at this. Heady, heady days for the uh, Southern Sunday community. Oh, I, you can't, I can't tell you how happy I am. I can't tell you. <laughs> we got it done. Mundial B, the winners of this one. Uh, 43 points. Uh, Rosendale Sports just behind them. And a cup final. That was Rosendale a great Sports. rivalry. That was a that was yeah. a really, really good subplot to that division. I mean, Ballam and Clapham Albion threatened to do things, didn't they, throughout the season? They had little runs here and there and they'd sort of peaks and troughs. But uh, yeah, the, the two teams there were absolutely brilliant. Obviously, one has um, one got to a cup final, one obviously won the league. So yeah, 50-50, split it down the middle. And they're gonna take that into the in, into uh, seven next year. And that's going to be two great fixtures again. It's uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, they were run away. Those two in the end, 12 points above Ballam and Clapham Albion uh, were Rosendale. Uh, Ballam were third. Uh, 12 points, quite some distance over over 16 games. So well done to the boys. Uh, League Nine saw an epic battle between two teams. Uh, one with sitting in the um, promotion places and one looking to disrupt it uh, and become one of the promoted teams. That didn't happen yesterday. Graham, the Virgins winning 4-3. The Vauxhall, the Virgins of Vauxhall winning 4-3 mm. against AFC Old Town. Uh, this one was intriguing because Old Town have had a brilliant season. It has to yep. be said, uh, they still had some games. They still got some games to play. They needed to beat the Virgins yesterday to hold any chance of getting into that promotion place. It didn't happen. 4-3 to the Virgins. What was the tale on the tape yesterday? Oh, that was a very, very good game. Very good game. I'd certainly go out on the outset and say that that game was played uh, a much higher standard than what is League 9. I, I think that's the thing that I would say for, for both teams yesterday. Um, Old Town started the game really, really well. Um, they got sort of 1-0 up. Um, had a goal disallowed for two for a foul on the keeper. Vauxhall then got it back to 2-1. Uh, then it's sort of 2 all then 3-2, then 3-3. And I have to say, in fairness to Old Town, they really dominated the second half. They came out, you know, came out the traps really early, created a lot of chances. The keeper for Vauxhall was absolutely fantastic. Give him a, a good shout-out yesterday. He actually asked me to give him a shout-out. So if he is listening, he patted me on the back and said, am I going to get a shout-out on the podcast? I said, I'll do my best to remember, which I have. <laughs> How much did he um, pay you? Well, absolutely. But I get this. We've got the these the sponsors all the to pay for. I get this at the end of the game all the time. Oh, you're going to mention it on the podcast. It's like I have so much going through my head on a Sunday. I can't remember everything. Um, but he made one particular save at free all, probably with two minutes to go. That could have been the difference between promotion and non-promotion yesterday. Old Town could have won the game. Unbelievable point-blank stop. And, you know, the Old Town players were saying, you know what, actually fair play to the keeper. That's uh, pretty outstanding. And then in stoppage time, they just broke away the other end forward got got into the box to the left-hand side you know as a defender what you've got to do is you've just got to stay on your feet he's not going anywhere he's nowhere near the goal stay on your feet just jockey him make it difficult for him close out the game bank the point and move on and the most ridiculous rash tackle just absolutely wiped the bloke clean out so that was an absolute stick on penalty and he put it away in the bottom corner and that was 4-3 to the virgins and that was your lot that was promotion so after all that effort that Old Town had put into that game yesterday, you know, they're really disappointed that they didn't pick up anything. But yeah. it seems to me Vauxhall have they've got that winning mentality. And I think 
I think their season has been quite consistent. I think with, with Old Town, certainly runs in the, the cup. And then there was a bit of stop start earlier on in the season um, with some um, sort of other issues. And then there was an issue around their ground at the beginning of the season, which meant a couple of games then didn't get played. I think they've had a few hurdles and challenges, which I think have disrupted their season. But I, I've no doubt that they're a very, very good side. And, uh, you know, if they can get a couple of wins in their last two games and they can get in that third spot, if they can get a bit closer to Virgins, then in terms of the constitution next year, maybe we'll be looking at placing them in a higher division because from what I've seen on at least two occasions this year and from what their cup form has, has proven, they're not a League Nine side. And I think there are factors as to why they haven't got into the top two. And that's not making excuses, that's just putting out um, facts, as Rafa Benitez would once say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been a good season for Old Town. All of their eye-catching results have come against higher-placed opposition in Cups. So clearly they've got some pedigree there uh, and a good show of themselves yesterday. One moment of madness usually um, can decide. Yeah, I mean, I played, I played as a centre-back and, you know, I was always taught, you know, stay on your feet, you know, especially if, if he's not going anywhere, especially in stoppage time. You just see the game out, you know, you just try and push him out to the corner. If you have to give away a throw-in or give away a corner, give that away, regroup, get everybody else back. You certainly don't make rash tackles in the last minute that you know potentially could cost your team a promotion at the end no. it was just a moment of madness unlucky for the lad but the virgins get the job done and are promoted with deportivo Lecalrina. they are the right two teams by the way let's say that as well with 96 and 68 goals uh, yeah. respectively that's unbelievable i mean the 96 for deportivo is still not as many as fulham scored i just do want to say that um but fair play to them that's an incredible amount of goals and um, only 30 conceded for them. Goal difference of 66. What a season for the Cows. Absolutely. You've got Vinicius. the Cows up and the Virgins. The cows and the Virgins. What a combination. The Don, Venetia Don's waiting to see what happens as well. They may be in the, the chat for um, a, a promotion uh, uh, as well. Having missed yeah, I, I think we want to free up some capacity in the lower division so new teams can come in. So I think, you know, there is a possibility, you know, with Dons and uh, Old Town, there, there are possibilities there. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how it um, we'll see how it pans out. Bricks are staying, they're playing Old Town uh, next week. That's a quite a big game because Bricks are staying, will want no doubt to go out um, with, with a win. And actually that puts them in the conversation as well about what division that they go in next year, bearing in mind they got to the cup final, the Dylan Rigobert trophy against St Andrews and, and didn't disgrace themselves on the night at all. So yeah, lots of conversations, lots of hard work over the next two weeks before we get the constitution out ready for the AGMs. Yeah. So looking forward to that headache. Absolutely. <laughs> nice headaches to have though, isn't it? It is. No, absolutely. So while I'm not on the field having a headache, I'm off the field having a headache. Hopefully not sunstroke from yesterday. Well, I've, I've put a bit of after sun on today so um it's getting better <laughs> right the last um was the last game yesterday was a walkover for st andrews against south london peak and probably very easy inevitable to that one inevitable yeah, yeah. Uh, st andrews win the league 46 points second place masvida 40 points the, the, you're looking at how dominant st andrews have been to only win the league by six points shows how good Masvida were as well. We've sort of not spoken about them for quite a while because St Andrews have been grabbing, rightly so too, as a League 10 team, been grabbing all the headlines with their Marcus Lipton uh, Cup exploits. Um, but yeah, uh, Masvida's season there as well. We must talk about them because that's a fantastic season for both teams. 
they'll be kicking themselves that they lost that game to Old Rutz in January. They'll be absolutely kicking themselves. Obviously, the other game that they lost was against St Andrews and they drew against St Andrews. Um, so really, against all of the other teams in that division, it's a pretty unblemished um, record. Yeah. Um, they nearly scored a similar amount. I know that St Andrews got a few walkovers so they didn't get to play all the games, but actually 59 goals in 16 games, I think, is decent. Only 20 conceded and the goal difference of 39, I think, is very impressive. They've both had brilliant debut seasons. Having said that, all of the teams in that division, they're all, they're all in a debut season. So, um, I think the other teams, I mean, SW Lions looked like they, they were going to do something quite early on. They were up there and they fell away. I think they'll be better for their experience. Old Ruts finished third in the end. I think they'll be better for their experience. They'll come again, these teams, next year with that year's experience in the bank. Yeah. We'll see what they can come up with. And who, who knows about League 9 and League 10 next year? We're going to go again with these divisions and lots of new teams. You know, they're all going to be thrown in the pot. And hopefully we have a, as much drama and uh, talking points as we did this year because they've been really, really good divisions. As I say, I did that game in League 9 yesterday. There's no way that's League 9 standard. It's some no. bloody good football yesterday. The Silk Grassroots sponsored League 10 next season, Graham. Are we happy to announce that this season? Well, you, you just have. This is our pledge to... We're, our pledge as a podcast is to give coverage from the top to the bottom. And I've asked deliberately to sponsor the bottom divisions. We've, I've done it in Westfar. I wanted to do it in the Southern Sunday as well because I, as much as we love all this stuff, about finding out about all the the big YouTube teams and and the Super League. While I'm whilst I'm interested in it, um, I will, we treat those teams exactly the same as we would treat the dog and duck teams or the mates teams that just play for an excuse to go and have a beer after. And as a podcast, um, we will be sponsoring League Ten next season. I thank Graham for giving us the the opportunity to do so. I know you don't just hand these sort of agreements out uh, willy nilly. Um, very happy to do that, Graham, and we look forward to calling League 10 the best division in the Southern Sunday next season. Absolutely, yeah. We look forward to uh, we look forward to the Silk Grassroots League 10. It's got a nice little ring to it. And, yeah. uh, of course, if uh, other listeners hadn't followed the other announcement on uh, social media this week, and that is that uh, the wonderful, the most magnificent trophy cup competition in the world um has got itself a uh, first class sponsor for next year and uh, our Marcus Lipton Cup will be known as the Silk Grassroots Marcus Lipton Cup how about that Andrew I mean that's blown me away and and I, and it's been that was that was gift that was gifted to to the podcast from the league as well I must say so the generosity of the league last season or this season with the Silk Grassroots Graham Rob Shield that blew me away as well but this season next season sorry it feels like this season already, the 22-23 season, to have the Marcus Lipton Cup, I mean, it's a tough act to follow with the, with the way it went this year, but hopefully um, we will uh, we'll see another brilliant year with the Marcus Lipton Cup. I'm sure we will. It now has that reputation of a giant killing uh, cup, um, which can only add some spice to those games. When you do get the, the top teams against the lower division teams, uh, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. And I can't thank you enough for doing that for the podcast. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to is getting some of that nice ribbon that we use for our trophies, getting that made up with the Silk uh, logo. And then you'll get Silk ribbons and Southern Sunday ribbons on that League 10 trophy and that Marcus Lipton trophy. It'll look absolutely class, my friend. 
<laughs> thank you so much this is it's overwhelming we're, we're at a real strong position with the podcast now finally after four seasons now of of work we're starting to real really get um the, the starting to bear fruit with partners approaching us um and leagues appreciating what we do to cover the league sadly the southern sunday has been a, a much sort of under i don't i can't even think of the word but it's been look it's been overlooked for far too long and adding the league to the silk grassroots coverage this season uh, not only has seen our average listeners go from a thousand twelve hundred people per week now we're getting upwards of uh 2,500 last week, for instance, that we're adding 1,000 people onto the listeners every week because of the podcast. And that doesn't sound like huge numbers to most people. But when you started a podcast from your dining room table uh, four years ago, while you weren't feeling particularly great about things, and now four years later, you're getting the biggest cup in London's biggest league uh, added to your, um, being sponsored by your your podcast. Believe me, that's it's quite it's a big thing. It's an emotional thing. And I can't thank the league enough. You've absolutely well, knocked me, knocked my socks off with, good. with this offer. Good. Well, that makes a change, doesn't it? Because um, you're not normally uh, short of stuff to say. So um, that no, no, it... I can talk rubbish. I can talk rubbish. <laughs> That's why I started the podcast. Um, no, it's been brilliant, Andrew. And, you know, on behalf of everybody connected with the Southern Sunday League, you know, it's been um, it's been fantastic to us. And, you know, I want to echo your point. Um, you know, before YouTube teams came along, the Southern Sunday, we've been around there since 1944. I've been around the league, obviously not since 44, but since 2009. And I remember when I took over the league, we had three divisions and we had 30 teams um, and, and nobody knew about us. You know, we had horrible discipline records. You know, there was no technology. There was no email. There was no phone app. There were no electronic match cards or electronic registrations. You know, we didn't have obviously the podcast. None of this was in place 13 years ago when I came in to look at the the growth of the league from where it was then to where it is now, where we're going to have 120 teams in 12 divisions uh, next year. Uh, obviously, seven cup competitions is absolutely amazing. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to go on record and, and thank you personally for the support and for the opportunity that you've given um, that you've given us. And, and actually, I look forward to us starting the season and having a complete season with you next year, rather yeah. than coming in after the season started. So I think that's going to enhance it even more. Absolutely. And obviously, the first the next show we have won't be next week. It'll be the week after. We'll just have a quick review of the season and cut and put our four teams of the year out to our Twitter poll um, and we'll then award um, that team after a week or so of, of that poll. We'll, we'll award uh, team of the year. Uh, you'll get a nice award from Award FC. They'll send you that. Uh, and then our first one back will be a full review of the constitution. That'll be sometime uh, late August and maybe even early um, September. It depends. We'll be the underway starts. by then. We'll yeah, be underway, be underway by way. then. So we might we may do a special earlier one for the Southern Sunday before when you get underway, um, but yeah, looking forward to like ref, a couple of months off of refereeing, looking forward to a couple of months away from the podcast just to refresh the batteries. Always always enthusiastic about recording the podcast, but we all need a break from these things that we do um, on a regular basis. Uh, four games to be played next week in the Southern Sunday by full time. Uh, that's the 29th of May, the last set of fixtures in a completed season from top to bottom. All cups completed, all divisions completed. Well done to Graham, Mark and Trisha. Is, do you have a 
committee member? Yes, we and we've got Anyone Brian else that, Yeah, we've got Brian who's our president, we've got Charlotte who does our minutes, and then we've got Dawn who has been amazing for us in the last few years and delivered our um, FA England accreditation. Obviously, we still uh, we still are the only league that, that got that, that got that status as well. So um that we were quite ecstatic to, to get that and that's something that we want to build on um, with clubs and improve them in terms of coaching and uh, sort of first aid and um, you know, around uh, uh, adult and child safeguarding as well. You know, that's that's certainly a lot, a lot of work that we want to work with the FA um, in terms of upskilling people as well. So, um, yeah, there's a lot that goes on just other than the the 90 minute game every Sunday. Absolutely, four games to talk about uh, briefly. We're going to keep this section. We're not doing predictions for these games uh, this week. Uh, London Ravens take on. Junction Elite first, the, the fixture secretary, assuming the league was going to the very last week, the way the fixtures have cast. Sadly, this is a bit, this is going to be an end of a local of bragging season. rights on yeah, this yeah. one, though, Andrew. Yeah, These yeah. two teams have got a very, very healthy rivalry. So um, they'll both want to win this. Don't yeah. make any bones about that. Of course. London Ravens will want to want to scalp the champions um at the end of the season. That's a good one to have for them going into next year. Presumably, those guys are staying together next season. Yeah, uh, they'll Le- go again. In League Four, um, this is all or nothing for um, Clapham Wanderers. Top deck, welcome Clapham to Prince uh, Prince George's playing fields. All three games that are likely to be played next week will be at this venue. So get yourself down there, take a nice cold drink and, and some snacks and go and watch some brilliant football on Sunday. All half 10 kickoffs these, by the way, at, at Prince George's playing fields. Uh, Peckham Cosmos, South City, that probably won't get played this weekend, um, sadly. And the other one at Prince's, Prince George's Planfield, Brick Sustain, Old Town again, Bragham Rights, and trying to get as high up that table as possible uh, the uh, the prize next weekend. Graham, which one of those four are yours? Or are you on, yeah, they're all half 10 kickoffs. You can't be doing more than one this weekend, thank God. <laughs> well, I could try. See, <laughs> uh, so I'm on top deck Clap Wanderers duty this week. Ooh. So that is the game that has got something on it. Um, You're going to punish Dan for his silly comments about the fixture secretary. Do you know what? I didn't even. I didn't. I saw him yesterday. I didn't even mention it to him. So I thought I'd just save that up for. You know, just, you don't always have to play your hand, do you? You just have to keep it sort of up your sleeve, and you just you just deploy those type of weapons and and that sort of sledgehammering when you when you need it, really. So um, yeah, he he's he's going to get it when he least expects it. To be honest, uh, no. What a good game that is. What a good game. Um, I did top deck a few weeks ago against Magpie in a three-all draw. It was a great game. And I haven't done Clapham Wanderers this season. But incidentally, I actually have done Clapham Wanderers when they've played top deck in the past, probably about two or three seasons ago. And Clapham Wanderers needed to win to get a promotion, and they did. So I've got history of refereeing this fixture from previous so um roles are slightly reversed uh, in terms of expectations from Clapham this time around but make no odds make no bones about it for them to survive will mean as much as it would as if yeah. they were going to be promoted there, there's no question about that so Absolutely. yeah really looking forward to that they've had a good they've had certainly had a good uh Go at staying up in League Four, Clapham boys. The the well, late three run straight of wins. I mean, three straight wins. It's if, if you're gonna if you're gonna stay up and they get that fourth win this week, then I, I don't think Mortlake can complain that they deserve to stay up with four straight wins at, at the end of the season. I think that would be an incredible achievement. And would they be up there for a consideration? Bearing in mind for Team of the Year, bearing in mind they were dead and buried. You know, they'd be in the conversation, wouldn't they? 
be in a conversation. But I think to 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 manage teams' expectations, winners and win and trophies are the focus on this one. That's that's the way it's going to be. They're going to be if, in the conversation. They have to be in the conversation. They'll be in the conversation. But if you don't agree that when they, if they don't make the top four, please do send an email to graham.rodber at southernsunday.com. Brilliant. I look forward to dismissing it. In a couple of weeks. Well, we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks, mate. <laughs> Until then, have a good have a good week. Enjoy your last game. Savor the last moments of that game and the moment you know you can Chuck your old boots I away. I will collapse. <laughs> I will collapse on the field at the end of that by our past, quarter past 12 next Sunday. I'll be on my back saying, thank God it's over. Little bit of a rest probably a week before we get the AGM stuff ready. 22nd of June is our AGM. Uh, really looking forward to that presentation of all the trophies. Uh, welcoming of the new teams. One or two little tweaks of rules. Great to see everybody in person. Hopefully we can make the AGM a real good celebration and it'll be great to see people face-to-face all in the same room. So looking forward to that. Right, one week off. I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks, mate. Have a good one. Really looking forward to it. Have a great week. Cheers, Andrew. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. So back with Jamie and John for the predictions, uh, penultimate predictions. Well, this is the last predictions, isn't it? Because this is the last week. So no more predictions um, after this one. Uh, I think I'm comfortably winning this one and John is comfortably uh, losing this one. So, uh, Jamie, you're just in the middle, stuck in the middle. Sandwich. <laughs> John and uh, Andrew's sandwich is the not is not very nice, I imagine, for you. Uh, the games this week, then, the first one up is in the Prem Division and it's South London Panthers taking on uh, Groundhoppers, a bit of a, a mid-table um, dead rubber because everyone's finished their games. But South London Panthers, uh, Matt's been making lots of positive uh, comments from his um, social media, from the club's social media about where the where the club's going. He's happy with where they've ended the season. He's been happy with the move over to the OBDSFL. Uh, Groundhoppers haven't really got going this season. After a good win, the first day of the season against Saha, um, really it's a mixed bag from them, and that's and that's um, shown in their their table. Their fifth Groundhoppers are fifth. Um, South London Panthers are seventh. South London Panthers have 19 games from their uh, 19 points from their 17 games groundhoppers 25 points from 17 um this this game really doesn't make a difference in the um in the table but i think it does cuz i mean the south on the panthers lose by 5 they're down oh yeah but i don't think that'll happen i don't think it will happen um but yeah oh yeah <laughs> you never know yeah, thank you, Jamie, for actually being. For actually that's, what, that's what I'm paying the big bucks for. Don't <laughs> tell Rog and Gibbs. Uh, South London Panthers' last three games is a 5 1 win against Hacienda a couple of weeks ago, uh, a 4 2 loss to Saha, and a 3 1 loss to South London Panthers. And I think um, that run of results there was just Jay, uh, Matt just asking the question is this worth it? Um, but he's done well against the teams. He done well against Beckenham Rovers. Uh, he's beaten Saha in the last um, in the last couple of months as well. So there's been a couple of results there that have shown South London Panthers are a team 
uh, our team not to be taken lightly. Jason Johns is their top goal scorer, 13 in 15. Uh, Aija Curry-Wilson, 10 in 11. Aaron Hall, 7 in 13. Uh, sharing the goals around a lot at South London Panthers. They have 11 separate strikers, uh, separate scorers. Maybe they're not sharing the goals around too much. Uh, ground hoppers, their last three. Uh, a 6-1 loss against Sports King. Uh, a 2-1 loss against Hacienda. A 3-1 loss against uh, Groundhoppers. Um, against Beckenham Rovers, sorry. Uh, Groundhoppers not in good form. Before that, a 3-0 loss against uh, Bickley in the Paul Picard. Uh, I mean, they haven't won. Let's have a look. Where The last win came at the 27th of March against MSL. Uh, Groundhoppers in terrible form. Uh, for given the high hopes we had for them this season of bouncing back and playing uh, senior football the first time of asking. Dennis Dockey is their top goal scorer, 9 in 17. Ben McConville, 9 in 16. Uh, Julius Roy McCauley, 8 in 10. Jacob Colonda, 6 in 11. Uh, Charlie Robertson, 6 in 17. 15 different strikers, so they, they're, not short, they're not short on goals, Jamie, but that run of form... Is, is going to be t- hard for them to arrest this late in the season. Are the players going to lift it? No. No, um, I don't think they are. I, I think the towels will, I'm sure, have been thrown in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, Panthers have got a little bit of something to play. So, um, yeah, I think they they probably got the better form and the better chances here. So, I, I'm going to go for a Panthers win off the bat here and just seal that place, even though it's under a little threat. I think Panthers will win 3 1. 3 1 to the Panthers for Jamie. Uh, John has gone 2 0 to the Panthers. Uh, I'm going to go for a close Panthers win 2 1 to Panthers. Uh, their goal difference is minus 11 Panthers, but I, I guess if we draw a line in somewhere in this and if, I, I don't know what would happen if we threw the Sporting Club Thamesmead results back into the mix uh, I think the Panthers would look a lot more healthier which is I know that, that doesn't that's not how it works but I think their table perhaps lies a little bit on their overall this season uh, yeah 2-1 uh, to the Panthers for me good luck to both boys uh, both sets of teams and this one on Sunday um, it will be a good game down at, I'm guessing it's at Crofton where the, the Panthers play. Yeah, Crofton, Albion, if you're not doing anything, pop down and see that one. In Division 3, uh, the next one is Ellis taking on Woosh. Uh, this is a dead rubber. Woosh have started the season excellently. They had a bit of a rubbish middle middle of it, but it's starting to pick up a little bit. Their, their season this um, so far uh, looking like uh, 19 games played, 31 points, 10 wins, one draw, eight losses, uh, a plus five goal difference for them. They they travel to Ellis Athletic, who are third and promoted from Division Three. Well done, boys. Um, a steady rise after some some dodgy years. They were the whipping boys for a season or so. That's a season or two. Let's not forget. Um, so now they've picked themselves up. They'll be playing Division Two football next season. They have 37 points from 19 games, just four losses this year, and a plus 22 goal difference is not bad at all. Uh, just two points behind Crayford Arrows as we reach this point in the season. Ellis's form: a 3-1 loss to um, to Hatching Beckenham Manor uh, last time out in the 18th of May uh, is no 
is no uh, discredit to them. They beat Old Langlians and they beat uh, they beat Old Langlians twice in a double banker and they beat Italia Wastil's 5-0. Uh, not I know Italia Wastil's season hasn't been fantastic, Jamie, but not many teams beat Wastil's 5-0. Mm. They don't. Um, and yeah, Ellis, we, we thought Wish, like you said, would do better and Hayden Reserves were obviously in the conversation. Um, and we always thought that Hatch and Maker and Manor would run away with it, but fair play to Ellis, they've just stuck away at it, picked up the results they needed and then yeah, got a well in promotion at the end of it. Absolutely. Um, their top goal scorers, Alex Scott has nine in 14, Joe Beasley eight in 18, uh, Harry Whitbread eight in 14. Uh, Gary Webb has seven in nineteen, so no one's setting the world alight, but some steady, some steady, steady goal scorers there. Fourteen separate scorers for the boys this season. Uh, Woosh are yeah, Woosh are their opposition. Woosh's form: uh, a two-nil win against Wastils and a two-nil loss against Wastils. Um, a two-nil win against Hayden Youth Reserves uh, and two-one against Belmont. So Woosh have had a decent enough. Um, last three games, uh, in uh, they won one and lost one in a double banker, uh, and two other wins in their last three. So not not in terrible form. Uh, they have picked it up noticeably towards the end of the season. Zachary Chessman, Cheeseman has eight in eighteen. Oliver uh, Oliver Nicholas six in fourteen. Harry McDonald four in fourteen. Uh, Dan Parkinson, they wish he could play a bit more. Jamie four <laughs> four in two, uh, and Dan Purdy. Uh, four in 17. Uh, a tough uh, season for Woosh. They looked like they were going to do the business, but it has fallen off for them. So they'll go again next season and probably uh, push themselves in as favourites for Div 3 next year. John, probably the best place to person to predict this and give us a marker. He's gone for a Desmond. He's gone for a tribute to the man himself uh, in this one. Um, looking at the goal differences, uh, Ellis have, have scored just over two a game. Uh, conceded one a game, uh, Woosh about one and a half a game and conceded uh, about the same. Jamie, this has got a draw written all over it, hasn't it? I was thinking that, but um, I want to be a bit more adventurous. <clears throat> so I'm going to go for an airless win, uh, just on the fact that they, they seem to be kind of got the edge over teams they've played recently, still escaping at results. So I'm going 2 1 airless athletic. 2-1 Ellis predicted for Jamie. Uh, I'm going to go for 3-0. Um, Why not? Oh, go for a mad go for a mad one. Uh, the next one, the third game we're predicting Inter Milne taking on uh, AFC Wilgar. We haven't fit we haven't really featured Wilgar very much because we felt they were a standout strong uh, team in Div 4. They've proven that with a title win. Uh, they travel to Inter Milne this weekend uh, for their last I'm guessing this is a double... No, it's not a double banker, is it? Uh, Wilgar. No, no, it's not. Wilgar only have Inter Milne to play. I guess that game against Phoenix Sports 4 may be awarded. Uh, Inter Milne's season, uh, not great uh, for them. Well, I mean, it may be okay for them, should I say. Ninth in the division, 15 points from 19 games, 12 losses, a minus 12 goal difference. Uh, Not brilliant. Uh, their last three games was a 2-0 loss to Crayway, uh, a 4-2 loss to Crayford Arrows Reserves, uh, a 3-1 loss to Crayford Arrows Reserves, and a 1-0 loss to Ministry of Ball. They haven't had... What, what a run in that is. <laughs> no. Ministry of Ball finished fourth. Uh, they took six points in a double banker. They then played another double banker 
against Crayford Arrows Reserves, who were runners-up. Uh, and then they played Crayway, who were third. And the reward to see the season out is a game against champions, champions uh, AFC Wilgar. Bob's uh, matrix not being fair uh, <laughs> to the Inter Milne lads. Uh, cliche, Grant has 10 in 15 for Inter Milne. Uh, George follows 9 in 15. Charlie Smith, uh, 9 in 20. Uh, it's a tough, tough run of games for uh, Inter Milne, to be fair. Wilgar's run. Um, their game this weekend was postponed, uh, but they played uh, East Wickham Wanderers um, on the 15th. That ended up nil-nil. Uh, Wilgar beat Hawksbrook Wanderers 5-2. They beat Beck, uh, Broccoli Reserve 6-0 and Phoenix Sports 4-1-0. Before that, the last game of, of a little run was uh, from April, should I say, was a 3-0 win against Crayway. Their last few games have been a bit more... Um, a bit more nicer uh, for them. They've got the, the title over the line. They've done well to get all their games in. Jay Oborn is their top man, 20 and 20. Tobias Lehman, 19 in 25. Charlie Field, 15 in 29. Impressively though, Charlie also with 17 assists in those 29 games. A 32 goal um, involvements for Charlie uh, is a good turnaround for him. Uh, Montel, Shawemimo has 14 in 15 to Jamie Wilgar for long times this season have looked like it was just a matter of time before they caught up all their games and took the title. They were so good last season in Div 5 as well. Um, but this is a good game. This is potentially a good game for Inter Milan. They won't want to slip up, uh, Wilgar. They'll want to get it over the line. Can we see uh, an upset or do we think Wilgar to see the season out uh, and go into the summer with a good win? another win under their belt. I think that's probably going to be the case. Um, even if they do take the foot off the gas a little bit, I think they'll probably still have too much for Inter Milne. Um, yeah, it's been a horrible run again for them. But to be fair to them, they've played every single one of them. Yep. They've not thrown, thrown in the towel, um, as a lot of teams tend to do at this time of the year. So you got to give them credit for that. But I think Wilgar will be too strong. They'll probably go for a 4-1 Wilgar win. 4-1 Wilgar. Uh, John back in Wilgar to win 4 0. He sees a clean sheet. Mm. I mean, they do concede, they do concede about a goal a game, uh, Wilgar. That's Sunday football and, and especially uh, lower division Sunday football. So we're not expecting them to be, uh, to, I'm not, I won't expect a clean sheet either. You're going 4 1, John 4 0. I'm going to go 5 1 to Wilgar. They have scored. Oh. They average about three goals a game. They've got the shackles off of there. <laughs> it's the it's the uh, the freedom of winning the predictions yeah. as as gave me an, an excitable week this week. Um, but yeah, Wilgar, I think they'll be they'll be doing the uh, they'll be enjoying themselves this Sunday with, with the championship in the under the belt uh, from Steve Bennett, as we saw on social media. Uh, they'll enjoy themselves this week. Uh, the last game is in Division Five. Um, and champions Hayes and Pickhurst go to SE Lions. Uh, this will be an interesting game. Uh, down at Club Langley, uh, SE Lions, seventh in the division, 33 points from 23 games. And I just want to say well done to every single Division 5 team for getting your games done. 24 games in Sunday League football is, in my opinion, Jamie, that's a massive, massive um, league table that's a lot to ask teams for, for that many games in a season. So well done to all the Div 5 boys. That's an amazing 
turn around. Yeah. And to think as well, the likes of Hayes and Pickhurst went all the way in the big Faro as well. And I'm sure there was other teams in there where they had cup runs. So when you add that into the equation, it is a very good achievement to get all that football played. Fantastic. Um, yeah, so the SE Lions, <clears throat> they're seventh in the division, 33 points from 23 games, uh, 11 plus 11 goal difference, uh, eight losses in 23. Not too bad. Uh, nine wins, six uh, draws. Hayes and Pickhurst, though, 64 points from, 20, um, from 23 games, 21 wins, one draw, one loss, plus 61 goal difference. Not the best goal difference in the division. That goes to Phoenix Sports 5, plus 73 goal difference for them. Uh, but Hayes and Pickhurst have been very uh, steady this year. We thought it was all over. Uh, Phoenix Sports 5 came out of nowhere. Uh, well, came... They didn't come out of nowhere. We have noticed them, but they've um, that they uh, got amongst it, and Hazen Pickers got the title over the line. SC Lions last three games have been a loss to Shortland Spitfires. They beat FC Peak and they beat Benhurst eight one. Nearly the perfect result uh, for the podcast on the eighth of May from SC Lions. Their top goal scorers: uh, Thomas Manning, nine in nineteen; Nathan Prober, eight in twenty two; Thomas Smith, seven in twenty four. Um, Reese Miles uh, five in nine games. Uh, I'm guessing they'll think they'll re- they'll want Reese to have been on the pitch a little bit more with those types of numbers. Hayes and Pickers, their last three, a nil nil draw against Phoenix Sports five uh, midweek. 18th was midweek, wasn't it? Yeah, midweek draw against Phoenix Sports five. Uh, they got an away walkover against Benhurst uh, last weekend. Uh, they beat Shortland Spitfires two one. Uh, and going back, their last uh, loss was against Hatch and Beck in the Manor in the Vic Farrow Cup uh, after extra time, 3-1. Uh, but it has been an excellent debut season for Hazen Pickers. Their top goal scorer is Kyo Peak, uh, 42 in 31 games, uh, 11 assists, 53 goal involvements in, in 31 appearances is amazing for Kyo. Well done, sir. Jonathan uh, Burtonshaw. 31 in 31 is decent, but you had the assists on 16. Uh, a brilliant season for Jonathan. Well done, boys. Uh, Jack Goldsmith, 20 and 22 with nine assists. Um, that's a strong season um, for those three. Well done, boys. Uh, a brilliant season. Jamie, it's going to be a big Hayton Pickers win unless they do position roulette, isn't it? I don't know. If SE Lines win comfortably by a couple of goals they would finish fourth but it's still some way off of the top two and especially he's in Pickhurst so I don't think it'll be quite as as one-sided as what we might think but I think he's in Pickhurst as from what we've seen um, should be winners and I think they'll I think they'll win it I'm going to go 2-1 he's in Pickhurst 2-1 Hayes in Pickhurst um, a sensible guess John has backed Hayes in Pickhurst 2-0 I'm going to back Hayes and Pickers to win 3-1. Let's go with that. Um, a good week ahead of us. Let's just have a run through of the very fu- the final fixtures of the season. We can all breathe that sigh of relief <laughs> that we've reached the end of a season. Well done to the committee with the OBD SFL. Um, putting out, finishing, a tar- finishing all your cup finals other than the President's Cup. Uh, finishing the, the divisional sections, cups and your league fixtures. Well done to everyone. A uh, personal thank you to uh, to Dave Muller uh, for putting me on some really good games this year. 
Uh, I've really enjoyed my Sunday football with the OBD SFL. The fixtures for next uh, for next week, the 29th of May, uh, the Wall play Bickley uh, in a double banker in a repeat <clears throat> of this year's Paul Picard Cup final. Um, that will be interesting to see how that one goes. In the Prem division, Elmstead Sports King All-Stars is a dead rubber, uh, but there'll be bragging rights there if they can help it. Uh, Chislurst play um, Greenwich Mariners in a double banker. Uh, Chislurst can still go down. Uh, they can still stay up, should I say, as well. So that'll be a game uh, for them to play for. Jamie, you won't be rolling over and and uh, not playing that one, will you? No, not at all. We to play as much football as we can. So we'll go there, enjoy the two games, hopefully get some results to end on a high. And yeah, that'll be us in the bar after. <laughs> yeah, good bar at Footscray Rugby Club as well. So uh, enjoy that one. Uh, LSU play uh, DC football. LSU looking to secure their promotion to Division 1 uh, as a surprise package in Division 2 this year. Uh, Italia Westills play Tudor Sports Rangers. Belmont play Old Langlians. Crayford Arrows, Hatch and Beckingham Manor is a good game uh, in Division 3. Uh, that won't be the last game of the season, though. I think they're still playing. Uh, they're still playing some games uh, midweek next week. We'll get to that. We'll get to those uh, in a minute. Ellis Athletic against Woosh, as we said. Broccoli Reserves, Phoenix Sports 4. Um, sadly, that one's... That was a dead rubber. Is it, Jamie? Phoenix Sports 4? They can't do anything now, can they? Yeah, they're, they're done. Uh, Intermill, Will, Will, Wilgar, SMCA against Eastwick and Wanderers. SE Lions play Hayes and Pickers, as we've said. Two midweek games to see us off, taking it right down to the wire, as Kanye West sang. Uh, DC Football play New Beckenham uh, midweek on the 31st next week. Uh, and the Warren play Hatch and Beckenham Manor on the 31st next week that'll be the final fixtures jamie thank you i'll speak to you uh, in a couple of weeks time for uh, our team of the year chat and just a look at the the uh, league tables for the obd sfl section thank you so much for all of your work again this season 39 episodes we haven't missed one uh, thanks a lot mate and i'll speak to you next week uh, in cheers. a couple of weeks even. Yeah, no. <laughs> tell her mate cheers, cheers. So back with the Division 5 and Fred Jolly winning motherfucker Gibbs and the predictions yeah, <laughs> for the 29th of May. Uh, the last game, the last week, Ken, so to say, of the season. Um, this is the last show for two weeks. We'll be back with our teams of the teams of the year um, in a couple of weeks' time. Gibbs, these are our predictions. Mark Dole will be basically clear, but you and me uh, are two points. I'm two points ahead of you at the moment. Um, Two points, innit? If I if I lose, do I get relegated like Nemo this season? <laughs> <laughs> well, Nemo probably won't be ending up getting relegated with the with the rumored Super League. I think uh, Greenwich Mariners will be playing uh, Prem Division football next year. The amount oh, of teams losing, <laughs> the amount of imagine? teams leaving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the predictions: four games as usual, chosen by Mister Gibbs himself. Um, again, we mixed it up. We are running out of games. It's not a full, it's not a full quota of games this week, but we do have some good games to talk about. The first one up is Highfield Rovers against Footscray Lions Vets. This one last time round ended eight two to the Footscray Lions Vets. You'd have eighted to be, you'd eight to be Footscray uh, Highfield. High, Highfield Vets that day. 
That's for sure. I refed it. I didn't. I didn't rub it in too much. I filled vets that day. I filled Rovers. Sorry. I, I did see something the other day that Ronnie was playing super vets. I think on a Saturday. <laughs> he's definitely not a super vet. He's not fifty-five. I'm sure of it. He's too old. They won't have him. <laughs> right. The uh, form for t- for both teams. Let's have a look. Highfield Rovers didn't play this week. They did play a friendly, however. But their last three games have been a three-one win against Tamils. They haven't played a league game since the twenty-fourth of April. That's a long old time. A month ago for the boys now. Uh, then it was the eight-two loss to Footscray Vets and a two-one loss to to Foresters. So one one win and two losses in their last three games for the Highfield boys. Their top goal scorer is Connor Keane, 11 in 12. Good turnaround for him. Dean Kalinka has eight in 18. Friend of the podcast, Dean, uh, getting some goals for the boys. Footscray Lions vets, their league, their league table looks like this. 36 points from 13 games. Um, Highfield have 28 in 13. Uh, a minimum of 12 points, Footscray Lions, uh, a minimum, sorry, of five points, they'll win the league by one loss for um, Footscray Lions vets. Their last three games have been a 3-2 win over Foresters this weekend, a 10-0 win over New Life uh, and a 3-2 win over Danson Albion. Uh, you have to go a hell of a long way back to find a Footscray Lions game that they didn't win. Uh, let's have a look if we can find it very quickly. And they've only they've only lost one they've only lost one league game this season. That was the Peckham Ray eight. Yeah, and that was when you you gave them Tony Rowling Tony Golins for the day, didn't you? Well, one player doesn't make a team, Andrew. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, listen to this though, Gibbs. There's one team make Footscray Lions vets. Matt Nucky, fifty-seven goals in thirty games. Yeah, I think he scored six against New Life last week. The guy's unbelievable, really. Um, <laughs> Like I think I think what is he 30, 38 or something? I'm not sure, but still quick un- as well, isn't he? Yeah, the guy's unbelievable for his age, mate. And long may it continue. Fair play to him. Fair play. Fifty seven in um, thirty. Yeah, I mean, like we said earlier on, they they've got the ability there. The legs might not be there, but yeah, they've still got the ability there, and it's still showing. Do you know what I mean? They're beating youngsters and and younger younger teams a lot younger than them, like by a silly scoreline. So it just shows you that. They've still got the brain. They've still got the ability. So um, maybe just not the, not the legs, but still a very good side. They have Luke Smith with 16 goals in 25 games. Uh, Mark Fowler, uh, hot off the, uh, the Albert Square, 11 goals in 28. Gibbs, this one should be a formality for the Footscray Vets boys. Are they going to do position roulette? Are they going to mess about with this one? Or do you think they will do a professional job? I hope they do a professional job because if they, if Footscray win, then Peckham Right A will grab runners up spot in the league and finish runners up. So for their first season, that'd be great for them. But I think Highfield only need a point to finish runners up. So yeah. there's, there's still a lot riding on the game, not for Footscray, but for the other two clubs. So, but I'm going to, I think Footscray will be professional about it. They'll want to finish on a high. I'm going to say Footscray 5 1. 5 1 to Footscray by Gibbs, Division 5. And Fred Jolly winning motherfucker. Um, Dolby, Mark Dolby has gone 5 2 to Footscray Vets. I'm going to go 8 2 to Footscray Vets again. You'd hate to be Ronnie again. (laughs) Sorry, Ronnie, but um, I'm hoping that will happen this week. Right. The next one is in Div 4. Good luck to both teams, by the way. In Div 4, uh, all the promotion places um, have been sorted out now. 
I believe, have they? Yes. Uh, the top three, Inter Belvedere, FC Barker and Kingsford. Hartford just sitting outside of the top three uh, in fourth position. The game is Kingsford taking on um, Hartford. If Kingsford win this one, they will go into runners-up position. A good young team, Kingsford. Um, a well-run team as well. Uh, Kingsford are third. They have 34 points from 15 games, uh, a plus is 11 Kingsford goal difference. Go on, mate. Is it Kingsford versus Hartford, yeah? Yeah, that's what you told me. Oh, I thought, for some reason, I thought it was South Peru. Uh, South no, Kingsford, South East Athletic. Kingsford played South East Athletic Maroon last last game. My apologies, my apologies, sorry, mate. Uh, Kingsford are third 34 points for 15 with plus 11 goal difference Hartford are fourth uh, 27 points from their 15 games plus 18 goal difference sadly this game a win here will just push them closer to Kingsford uh, if Kingsford win they will overtake Barker and go into second place um, Kingsford's form a 4-1 win last time out against South East Athletic Maroon a 2-1 loss to Hartford uh, 2-2-1 losses to Hartford, one in the uh, Jay Walker Brickwork Cup final uh, and one in Division 4. So Hartford have got Kingsford number um, so far this season. That will be a really good game between these two this coming Sunday. Uh, Kingsford top goal scorer is Alfie Kerno, 14 in 22 games for him. Uh, Mickey Wright, 13 in 18. And Sasha Gibson, uh, son is your son in it, Gibbs? No. Uh, Sasha has 10 in 14. Um, uh, no comment. <laughs> uh, Hartford's form. Uh, they have beaten Kingsford in their last game. They lost 2-0 to Inter Belvedere and they lost 2-1 to Inter Belvedere. Uh, their form, not great. One win in their last three. Hartford do have a great goal scorer in Louis Clark. I don't know how often he's played recently for him. Uh, 27 goals in 24 games. James Burford, 19 in 29. David Oris Satoki has 16 in 21. A real potent uh, strike force for the Hartford boys. Gibbs, what do you think on this one? I think where it's a bit of a Three points takes takes them to run us up. I think for uh, Hartford, it's kind of a uh, a nothing game to be honest. Just to finish the season strong. Uh, um, I'm gonna say two one to two one Kingsford predicted by Gibbs. Yep, two one uh, for me. What are you going with? Uh, Mark has gone 3-2 to Hartford. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 to Kingsford as well. Oh, he's copying, trying to keep his two-point lead safe. <laughs> uh, right, the next one. Bulltucks against Under the Radar. Uh, Under the Radar, top of the Prem Division. Uh, 13 games, 10 wins, 3 draws, 33 points, plus 33 goal difference as well um, for Under the Radar. Um, some sticky situations they found them in at points this season, but they've got it over the line. Congratulations to them for winning the Plumstead Cup. Congratulations to them for winning the President's Cup um, and the Prem Division. 
for me, the Plumstead Cup and the Prem Division are very prized, um, are very top prizes in Westford as well. So well done to Under the Radar there. Um, Bulltarks are fifth. They have 14 points from 11 games. Their debut season in the Prem Division has been steady overall, uh, very much their form uh, with, 11, with four wins, two draws and five losses out of 11. It's very much mid-table form, but they'll be happy. They'll be happy to be securely back in the Prem Division next season. Under the radar um, are the away team. So let's go through Bulltarks, last three. A 7-2 loss um, to Borden Sports A, a 4-1 loss to um, a 4-1 loss to Jam and they won on penalties in the Jewish uh, they lost on penalties should I say in the Jewish Shield to the finalists of that one um, the overall goal scorers for Bulltarks Toby Youssef 10 in 16 uh, Marisiku Maris uh, Batula has 7 in 18 and Richard Edwards 7 in 16 for the Bulltarks those front boys really tucking the ting when they get on the green stuff. Under the radar's last three, a nil-nil draw against Jam, a one-nil defeat of Jam in a double banker. They beat Metrogas 2-1 in the Plumstead Cup and they won 3-0 in the Jewish Shield final against title rivals, which was a good win for them. Their top goal scorer, as usual, Sam Bailey, 27 in, in 28 games, eight assists as well for Sam, 35 goal involvements in 28 games is outstanding. Thomas Ingbegba has 17 in 30, uh, Fred Abassa, 16 in 18, and Femi Oranuga way down on the shooting, uh, on the goal scoring charts for the boys, eight in 19. Not, not as um, free, uh, free goal scoring a season as we may expect from Femi given his uh, previous seasons in Westfar. Gibbs, do we give the, the Tarks any any chance in this one? Yeah, I do. I do. I think that last game of the season, UTR have won the league. Um, would they not rest people, but would they give other people some minutes that maybe have not been starting? Um, will everyone be available? It's been a long season, especially for some of the Saturday lads as well. Um, hard pitches, people carrying knots. I think that um, all types will have a lot to play for it, you know. So I'm, I'm going to go uh, right across the other way. I'm going to go all types 2 1. 2 1 ball talks. Um, after a 7 2 defeat to Borden Sports A, they'll need a massive performance to get that. Uh, Mark Dolby thinking along those lines too. He's, he's predicted that under the radar will win. Uh, 5-1 on the weekend. Uh, so an interesting one. I'll, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to be playing under the radar on that 3G at um, Sporting Club Thamesmead. Exactly the wrong style for Bulltarks to be giving that surface to. That, for me, puts the ball all into under the radar's court. I'm going to go for a 3-1 under the radar win on the weekend. I'm going 2-1 Bulltarks. 2-1 Bulltarks. For Gibbs, right, the last one of the week. The last prediction of the season, actually, Gibbs. We've made it. We've made it. Um, Granite taking on Burridge Blues. Um, I noticed Granite haven't played their last two games, so I do wonder if this one will take place. But nonetheless, we will give it some chat. Granite are third in the senior division. Uh, Burridge Blues are bottom of the uh, senior division, but don't let that fool you. The boys love a cup at Burridge Blues. Granite. Um, have 19 points from 13 games. Burridge Blues have nine from 13 games. Granite, as I say, have given 
their last two games over as walkovers. We don't really like to see that. Uh, the three games that they have played was a three-all draw against Barnhurst, a 2-1 loss to Granite in the Fred Jolly Memorial, uh, and a 5-0 demolition of the Peoples in the Fred Jolly. Um, so Gibbs, not really played much football, not in, not in tremendous form going into this one against the Burridge boys. Their top goal scorer is Timmy Osabodu. Nine goals in 10. That number and those appearances haven't changed very often. So I wonder if he's if he's been playing for the team anymore. Uh, Burridge Blues, their last three, a three-all draw against New Cross last weekend is a good point for them. Uh, a 3-1 free, a free loss in that first game of the double banker. Uh, not so good. A 2-0 defeat to Metrogas, the one before that. Uh, and then plenty of good good performances. A three-all draw with Black Fen. A 6-5 defeat to um, Metrogas was a massive um, performance from uh, Burridge Blues, just being seen out in the last 10 minutes by the, I mean, the athletic, um, relentless Metrogas. Uh, and they only lost 4-3 to high-flying at the time, uh, Crayford Arrows uh, in the Fred Jolly as well. Um, Gibbs, this is a really interesting game, this one. Uh, will Granite play the game first and foremost, I think will be the question. Six wins, one draw and six losses for them, but they still find themselves in third place. Uh, Mark Dolby is back in Burridge Blues to win 4-2. Um, I think, do we do we just say uh, a, a w, uh, WA for this one, away, away walkover? Uh, I don't know. It'd be disappointing if it was from Granite, but... Um... I'll, I'll, you know what, I'm going to say, I reckon 2-2. Two, two. I think they'll play and I'll say 2-2. 2-0 for this one. A Desmond predicted by Gibbs. If Burridge Blues do win this one, it will lift them off the basement of the table uh, and rising talents will take their their place. Uh, the boys' goal difference is better, so a draw will also lift uh, Burridge Blues from the basement of the table. So an interesting one. Gibbs, you're going 2-0. Uh, Mark has backed... Um, Burridge to win 4-2. I'm going to back Burridge. I'm going to back Burridge to win this one. Uh, 2-1. I think it'll be a really good game. Uh, let's just have a quick run through Gibbs of the fixtures for next week. The final fixtures uh, in Westfar for the next seven days. Uh, some midweek fixtures. A big game down at STC. That one's tonight at the time of recording. Chimera Reserves taking on uh, Eltham Lions reserves who are desperate for a win and to get this league um, division eight title over the road, over the line, should I say? Um, Peckham Rye playing on Wednesday against Bexley Knights at Meridian. Uh, that could be a massacre if the Peckham Rye boys get all their team out. Uh, same night, Adidas take on the Peoples. Adidas desperate to get these games played. Um, they'll be looking for promotion or title in Division Seven. The Adidas boys, their resurgence has been massive. Uh, some big games in the uh, in the in the rest of the games on Sunday, the 29th. Uh, Barnhurst play Metrogas. That'll be a good game. Uh, Black Fern against uh, Rising Talents is a a bottom of the table um, battle. Uh, interesting one that one. Uh, Metrogas Barnhurst is a double banker. Ara Barnhurst going to do it for two hours against Met Metrogas Gibbs. Uh, I don't know. To be fair, and, uh, I mean. Double bankers are hard for Barnes, especially against young legs like Metrogas. Um, On that uh, big pitch I at mean, Meridian. Big hard pitch at Meridian too. Not, yeah, I'm not saying they will, but I, mean, I know last season when they had the double banker against um, UTR, 
it was it was a little bit too much for um, the Barnes lads, and they played one game, and then I think because um, of some injuries and that. So I don't know. I mean, it all depends how their squad is on the day, Barnes. And it's, if it's hot in the weather on that big hard pitch at, uh, at Meridian, it could it could potentially be a long day for for, uh, for Barnes. But then on the flip side, if Barnes use their experience and they can keep the score nil nil, the frustration might go the other way with Metrogas. And then once you start playing Barnes ball, I've been there before. You're uh, you're only on a downward spiral once they start getting in your heads. So yeah. it'll be an interesting game. It will be. Uh... Kingfisher a take on Forza. Can Forza shake off the disappointment of not getting a title over the line and see the season out with a win? Um, let's wait and see. Kingfisher on their day are a good side. A big double banker in Division 5. Peck and Meyer take it on. Dance and Albion again, Gibbs. Uh, Dance and Albion probably going to find the double banker tough um, given the older, the older heads in the team. Is that something that you'll be thinking about and looking to exploit on the day? Uh, no, mate, we'll just play our game that we've done all season uh, and look just to finish the season invincible, to be honest, because we're unbeaten in the league. So uh, we've only dropped one, two points this season, and that was from a draw with Old Fortronian. So for us, I mean, uh, we just like to stay unbeaten, if I'm being honest, and, uh, and go through invincible. Uh, Highfield Rovers against Footscray. We've spoken about another double banker for Adidas. This week, they take on Bexley Village Vets. Uh, the Peoples take on Newcross Rovers Reserves. Uh, Elton Lions take on Elton Palace and Elton Derby this week. Elton Lions, if they win this one midweek, surely a win on Sunday against Elton Palace will see that title over the line over the line for them. Uh, and Spring United Blues take on the Bosco. Not an easy game for Spring United Blues. Bit like the Liverpool situation uh, with Wolves on, on uh, Sunday with, with City playing Villa. Um, Springer United Blues can only get their win and hope things go their way in other games, I suppose, Gibbs. Yeah, what a way to finish the season in Division 8 as well. And Elton Lions have done like, a real great job this season. And Springer Blues with Omar has done another cracking job. And to take it right down to the wire, where on the final day of the season, you'll find out if you've won the league or not. Like, it's cracking. And it's been a cracking in that division, regardless of like the teams it's just been a cracking division that whole season they've all took points off each other no one's run away with it and um, good luck to both teams and like made the best team win but all, all of you keep your heads up high because you've all had a, a great season absolutely yeah and if and that is a winner takes all game if Elton Lions win their game um, this weekend uh, during the week that will put them uh, two points above Spring United Blues so really um, Spring United Blues will have to win and hope that uh, Elton Lions reserves don't get any points on Sunday because their superior goal difference uh, puts them uh, top of the division. The very last game of the season this year will be on the 31st of May. Bexley Knights taking on uh, Danton Albion in Division 5. That will be uh, a the 31st is next Tuesday. Um, we've, no, we've no recording next week, Gibbs. We'll give that one a shout out. Good luck with your double banker against Danson Albion, you're going to get the boots on in the second game? Nah, probably not, mate, to be fair. My old knees can't take it too much now. <laughs> Gibbs, all the best for your games and I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks' time. Cheers, mate. Take care. Bye-bye. So that is it. The end of our penultimate, the Sunday League show for the season. One more to go uh, next 
it will be Tuesday, the first, the second Tuesday in um in June. Sorry, the first Tuesday in June. The seventh, it will be out by. Um, I think the it will be a long show because we'll be reviewing all of the league tables uh, and chatting about our teams of the year from the OBD SFL, Westfar, Coyle Municipal, and Southern Sunday. Um, lengthy discussions to be had about that. Uh, thank you to our guests tonight or our co-hosts tonight, Graham, Jamie and Gibbs. Um, just two games to talk about on the Quarter Municipal that um, Roger couldn't make the recording for at the time of recording this stretched out to Friday, um, to Tuesday evening uh, on the recording. Uh, and I wanted to get it out. Tuesday really is the latest day that I want to get this out. Congratulations to uh, PSG for winning their Invitational Cup. Uh, final against Sandersted and congratulations to Addiscombe Casuals for winning their um, the, the League Challenge Cup against Bosjam. Uh, a big win and a big season for Addiscombe Casuals due to be in the conversation for Team of the Year on the Quota Municipal um, season uh, on our chat next uh, next time round. Uh, but yeah, uh, Roger couldn't make the chat, so sorry, sorry to all you Quota boys uh, who tune in every week to hear about your. Uh, league will be back next year uh, to talk about quite municipal stuff. Uh, well done to the committee uh, on getting everything finished this season. Thank you to our sponsors, the Down to Play app, Awards FC, all of our teams of the year awards will be supplied by Awards FC, um, Magpie Recruitment, Bolden Sports Youth, Sports King TV, Skipper Sportswear, uh, and Grassroots Football GRF. Uh, we welcome brand new partners to um, the Selk family, the Selk football family this year. Match Arc are a player, a player search and find um, app to help you fill your squads uh, over this time of year. It's going to be important um, to get your get your squads bulked up with extra bodies. We've seen this year how teams haven't been able to get um, how teams haven't been able to get anyone out uh, towards the end of the season using apps like Match Arc will really help you. Um, their Twitter follow, their Twitter handle is Match Arc, which is M-A-T-C-H-A-R-K underscore UK. Uh, go and find them, a brand new app. Um, so at the moment, obviously, they're looking to build their numbers and build their followers. Um, hopefully, the Silk Grassroots family can help them do that. Uh, and you might even find a couple of gems on there to help bolster your squad. Uh, Jake uh, and all the lads at Match Arc are there to help you. Um, our other sponsors uh, for our um, graphics are at NJPGD, Nick Pitt does all of our graphics and also helps us with the chat or he's a co-founder of the Selk 11 um, and a great guy. Uh, get on to Nick for your for next season's graphics for your teams. Always looks good when teams put that little bit of extra effort in. And with Nick, with NJPGD, it doesn't really cost much money at all. Uh, Nick will do all that for you. Our charity sponsors are at NJPGD, our front of shirt sponsor, our back of shirt sponsor is a board and sports stop bullying campaign. Uh, our shirt sleeve sponsors are Black Eagle Athlete and Arithmetic Accountants, uh, account, uh, Arithmetic Accountants, part of the Skipper Sportswear family. Uh, and we thank all of those guys for their help uh, with the kit um, over the season. Uh, our match day supplies are given to us uh, by Player Packs, the best match day supplies uh, company you can you can find without a doubt uh, and our photos our photographer 
uh, sponsoring our next game, which is this coming Friday, the 27th at Bromley. KR Photos, at KR Photos on Twitter. Uh, Kay will be helping us uh, take some match day photos in our last game as we take on Black Eagle Athlete again. Uh, the good guys, we had a brilliant game, a great night, no trouble whatsoever against the boys. Uh, and we've decided to play those, to play the boys again. Um, don't usually like to play the same team two, two games in a row, but it's just happened that way. Uh, we look forward to playing uh, those guys again at uh, 7.45 kickoff at Bromley, £5 entry. Um, all proceeds going to uh, Mike Strong, the Mike Strong campaign, or his daughters, uh, their trust fund and going to St. Christopher's Hospice, who cared for a um, friend of the podcast and friend of many of the players on the Selk 11, uh, Mike Cole, uh, to St. Christopher's Hospice. So we'll be sharing the money. Um, Black Eagle Athlete have kindly um, said they'll split the pitch costs with us, which at Bromley, believe you me, um, isn't, isn't cheap. Um, but the boys have done uh, a brilliant thing and offered to help us with that. Um, I'll see you all again, as I said, in a couple of weeks' time. We're having a week off due to holidays. Uh, myself and Gibbs are away. Um, on the 7th of um, June, the podcast will be, be released by, it may be released on the Monday, but let's say the 7th, just in case. Uh, and that'll be the last show of the season. Thank you very much to all the listeners um, who have stuck with us all season through thick and thin. Um, we are coming back, uh, season 22, 23 being planned. If you have any suggestions on things that you'd like to be added to the Sunday League show, do get in touch at Podcast Selk on Twitter or at uh, or our email address is selkpod at gmail.com. Happy to receive any suggestions and if we can work it, um, we'll definitely include it if we like the idea. Um, we changed the format this season a little bit. Um, for the Sunday League show, just to include the four games to focus on. I think that's worked well. If there's anything else you'd like to include, uh, do get in touch. See you all in a couple of weeks. Uh, enjoy the last week of football and then enjoy your break. See, speak to you soon. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.